Hold on, let me minimize this uh, anime. The, the hentai, yeah. Is that Ali Sheedy? She looks pretty good. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm watching some something on Reddit. Hang on, let me mark that point. <laughs> yeah. Watching something on Reddit? What? Mm, number five killed my brother. Is this a pigeon? What Whatever the- you're ready, right? Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Welcome to Snafu. I'm your host, Rick. Uh, With me tonight is Dale. I'm here. Pat. Present in the comic for sure. And Jeff and his fan. Uh, hi, I'm Jeff. And- hi, I'm his fan! <laughs> that would be his cooling tower fan, in case that wasn't obvious. Not sure I don't, know if, you can st- I don't know if you can still hear it. Yeah, I or the little it. plastic dummy that's sitting on his lap right now. <laughs> Van- hey man, ventriloquism is really easy on a podcast. <laughs> I saw well, your lips move. It's a ventriloquist episode. Right, this is actually just one of us. It, and we have four voices. I'm sorry, I was miming this episode in. Is that, did, that, did that come across? Yeah, that doesn't work. Not so much. Not so much. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about Hobby, as always. We're going to talk about Operation Stanfu. And we're going to talk about a whole bunch of events that I didn't get to go to. Wah, wah. So, so you'll get to be hearing about them for the first time, basically. I've seen, I got some, well, yeah, we can get into it. I saw some stuff. Oh, we'll get into it. I, I've I've seen some things. He's seen things. Yeah, it'll be, things uh, you, people wouldn't believe. It'll be two events: a one yeah. day and then Bug Eater. So, Bug Eater was Bug Eater looked like a good time. So we'll get into that in a minute. Who's like trickling tea in the background? That's me. I'm just just mixing a drink. The episode. Mix, mixing a drink. Okay, get, get himself yeah. Mise en place. Everything yeah. in its place. What? It's don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so why don't we start with hobby updates? I, oh. I, I can I can start because I've got very minimal, but I have acquired more Soviet stuff. Um, I have a plan. Pat's gonna in, hate me a little bit. In Soviet Russia, potty trains you. Yes, and there will be <laughs> Molotov cocktails everywhere. Nice. I love the launchers. Well, I'm no. All my units will have Molotov cocktails too. All I, actually, it's funny. My list that I made, flavorful or not, all of my infantry actually have anti-tank grenades. So I can just so I could have Molotov cocktails in there. Waste points. It isn't when so waste points. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to drop this this idea yet. If you've got a I'm theme doing. that you enjoy, then you go ahead and do it. It has drop more it like to, it's hot. It has more to do with painting than it does anything else. You want to paint fire? You, are you already slamming yourself on your playabilities? Are you doing some no, no, object no. source lighting? Yes. Okay. So then, that'd do, be, then that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm going to do an I'm going to do a night a night fight Soviet army. So that's why I need to have cocktails like model you've always, cocktails um, in every army. Yeah, you've always kind of had a hobby boner for that. I do, and I think it actually looks good when it's like you know you get a nice dark and you get some really 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 swingy contrasts. I think it'll be kind of cool. 
Uh, you got the airbrush, so you yep. can pull it off. Yeah, yep. nope, I think I can make it happen. So, and yeah, I, I don't know how long ago. Like, I think that started in Warhammer Sixth Edition when I saw there's a guy out there named Curse yep. of Beers, and like he made some of the most incredible looking object source lighting armies I've ever seen, and I've ever had it ever since. So, anyway, that's mine. So I got some of that stuff going. Uh, Dale, how about you? Are you you got any bolt action stuff in? Yeah, actually, I finished the U.S. Marine Corps Army. It looks pretty good. Started and finished it in a week. Yes, that's great. Started finished it in an evening. (laughs) I'm pretty pleased with how that turned out. So, other than that, it's it's been pretty quiet on the hobby front. And that'll make sense in about a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. about about an hour and a half. Yeah, Yeah, stay tuned as to why he got has a Marine Army all of a sudden. Unless you're followers of certain individuals. All right, Jeff, how about you? Oh, God, I've been all kinds of busy. Um, since the last podcast prior to Bug Eater, I <clears throat> got a second Nebelwerfer, painted it, got a second Panzerwerfer, painted it, got a light mortar team, painted it, got a uh, guys on a bike for the Germans and added an MMG and painted it. That was exciting. So if you saw any Very of the Bug cool. Eater coverage, you got to see some of that. So basically you painted your Bug Eater list in, what, uh, about two and a half weeks? <laughs> yeah. He finished it, yeah. It sounds, yeah. it sounds about right for Jeff, though. He usually does crane through an army Did you quick. pick up on how that works, Rick? Um, yeah. Wow. I, I, Jesus. You yes. can you can be Sorry. sharp, Savage. but I have, I have painted stuff so just wow. in bolt action. Well, someone has a little bit of a success, and all of a sudden now he's just yeah. hammering everybody. <laughs> savage in here, man. It's, Good Lord. It's going to say, I'm working, on, I'm working on stuff. It's just not. <laughs> You're collecting I, I don't stuff. Ref, refrain, well, I'm refraining That's from okay. talking my, about my the stuff that I painted. kind of weak anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, well, I didn't want to say it, but well, I got more. So you know, I got enough hobby up for it. I got enough hobby to cover you here, Rick, because uh, we got back from Bug Eater. I painted a barn for one of my tables, and I painted all nine of my bow bow trees for my Gosas board, and I painted all the buildings for that. I got to do a little detailing on them yet. I'm waiting for a set of paints to come wow. in the mail. And no, then I got those are, those are like those kind of weird bulby bottom trees, right? Yeah, they're bow the ones. Trees. That, they're like huge, but they're stubby. They're like rubber trees, right? Not exactly. Um, okay. They're, uh, it's hard to describe. They're effing huge, though. Like, they're these giant trees that have no leaves on them most of the Yeah, time. they're big, fat. Yeah. St- yeah, big, fat trees. But they're, like, they're short and fat. Yeah. Sh- well, I mean, like <laughs> they look like it because, I mean, they still grow really tall, but they're so friggin' wide. The trunk is just huge. So they're girthy. Yeah, they're real girthy. They're like yeah, Nurgle good trees. Good cover, then. If that was real. Yeah. Like the least hard cover, yeah. Yeah, they're great for that. So I, I got all Shit, nine of them painted blocking. up. So yeah, or oh, the old block line of sight. Oh god, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Did got you those buy special paint? ones or? Yes. Okay. And so that's basically within the last six days, effectively. That's within like the last Five two days. days, but yeah. Two days. Damn. Yeah. I've been busy. Well, I cleaned up my whole painting station because I was like, now I'm now I'm getting into the, but into a snafu terrain mode now. So. But uh, anyway, I got past, yeah. yeah. My box of German showed up. They're sitting on the sprue still because I don't need them now for a while mm-hmm. um i bought a, one of the boxes of the new american infantry because they just looked really good Ooh, i want to see those me too yeah, bring them <laughs> in. and i bought i picked up an 88 because ian's 88 just looks so damn pretty was I this the new plastic up. kit from Lola? yeah yeah okay. oh yeah just it's, just one jeff he didn't well, buy for the, now the zug of them <laughs> well okay he didn't so, buy the half dozen soon. box set yeah. okay so let me ask you something stupid here right so i check nws because his prices are always the cheapest and i'm mm-hmm. not in a hurry um, he sells the individual plastic one for twenty five bucks, mm-hmm. okay. or he sells the set of three for eighty nine dollars. That makes no sense. 
Exactly. Huh. Zero cents. So I bought one to see if it was any good, since there wasn't a deal for buying three at the same time. So I'm sure it'll be awesome, that. though. But I'm sure he'll I, change I expect, the price. Yeah, I expect more to be coming in the mail later on. But I picked up a tank model coming in the mail for an objective piece for Snafu, and I picked up a Stuka that's going to be an objective piece for Snafu. So it's been a busy week. Wow. Oh, and my secret project showed up in the mail, which was oh yeah, awesome. awesome. That was pretty cool. So if that's you get, if you oh. don't want to paint that, I will paint that for you. I, I, might take <laughs> I saw you up that, on and that. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. That would that would lend itself to an airbrush very well. Wow, yeah, yeah. yeah. it would be very nice. And, I've, and I have like a military historical boner for those kinds of things. I don't know <laughs> why. It just it's those are cool. First boner at 31. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that thing is freaking sweet. I I got it out of the box, and I was just giggling to myself like a little schoolgirl. That is, must have been a hell of a box, actually. You know, it comes in a few parts, so it wasn't oh, as big as you think. Okay. Some assembly may be required. Got it. Well, a okay. little bit, yeah. But that right. makes more sense. I, I trimmed off the flash edges on it to make sure it all fits together good, and it does. So, so what was the shipping weight of the box? Sweet. Uh, it's actually, it's not solid pieces of resin. It's like a shell, so it okay. wasn't that bad. It's okay, like, good. Maybe two, three pounds. That's not too nice. bad at all. It I'm does, not doesn't give away anything. How you work that, actually, because yeah. that is, yeah, that'll be sweet. Yeah. I'll bring it in on Thursday and just show you, because it's pretty, it's pretty Dad, sweet. Do you want to do that with all the other people wandering around? No. I mean, I could be like, "Hey, uh, Dale, come out to my van. I want to show you something." <laughs> well, then, what are you gonna do about the what are you gonna do about the special project? <laughs> well, <then>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I anyway, I'm way faster than everyone else. Then. Right. Yeah, I was a little slow on the uptake there. Yeah. So anyway, it's been a busy week for me, but I'm I'm rolling here. I'm doing good. Airbrush is fired up, and all my all my stuff got clean, so I can paint again. So nice. The duck hatched her egg, so I can run my exhaust fan. So I'm happy. <laughs> way to way to preserve nature. Yeah, right. Nature appreciates the crap out of that. Yeah, well, if it was a goose, he wouldn't have waited, but since it was a duck. Well, ducks are cool, man. Ducks are cool. Geese are just jerks. So. Yeah, we're cool with ducks. We're cool with ducks. I'm cool with ducks. Well, the geese are Canadian geese, so you know, eh. Right? I'm cool with most Canadians, too. I just can't handle geese. There's the they conversion rate that gets you every time. <laughs> well, yeah. geese are dicks. I mean, right, they just think I'm going to stand in the middle of the road, and I'm, I, can, I have the capability of flying. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'll just and ironically... Wait. Um, not like actual Canadians, but Canadian geese are like especially dickish for whatever reason. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they're big. It's okay. like they're like, look at us. We don't have to pay for our health care. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're geese. They don't have health care. All right, that took a swing in the unusual direction. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a very kind of asymmetrical political discussion. Yes, this is kind of bizarre. Well, all that's right. all I can think of is for Canadians. So. Right. Not. Not grizzly bears or syrup. We have grizzly bears here. Or syrup. Mm, God, maple syrup sounds Canadian good. bacon, come on. Or Canadian bacon. Is well, that not the I, best? It always, no, it's not the best. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for Canadian bacon, we'd never have the, the egg McMuffin, so. I, I'm okay without the egg McMuffin. I could live without egg McMuffin. And I can do, I can hey, say. Hey, hold on there. I like, you know, the egg white McMuffin. That's pretty solid. Okay. 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 Right, now it's like 200 calories. Tangent. Complete tangent. That's very nice. To circle back, the reason why I despise Canadian bacon at this point is every Thursday night, Pat, not that you know Pat because you never come out anymore after after gaming. It's because he always sits in the wrong seat. Right. Yes. (laughs) That's right, because that woman always kicks him out of the wrong seats. Is that is always a Canadian bacon 
slice of pizza. And so nobody ever orders it because it's oh, Canadian right? bacon. And mm. every Thursday is Canadian bacon night for some reason. You Christmas know that's hour. just ham, right? Yeah, I know it is. I mean, as still. far as what they're putting on the pizza. Yeah, but I, st- I don't want a ham pizza. It sounds gross. Well, they still anyway, have the pepperoni slices. They do. Ham, pineapple, and Tangenting jalapenos. way, way off. So, Pat, I think you have a fair amount of cool stuff to talk about as far as hobbies. So why don't you give us a rundown of what you're doing? Uh, where did I leave off last time? I finished my display board. <clears throat> Which is cool. Which is good because you needed it for the tournament. And I did. <laughs> and, and I think that made a world of difference. And we'll get to that later. It looked great, yeah. 100%. So the big thing I think that you did really well with this display board is it was more seamless than previous boards. And by seamless, I mean it felt like one continuous piece of terrain instead of different bits broken up, if that makes sense. Right. Yes. It, it didn't have any segments to it. it, it the whole thing was tied together. And, yeah, and it was so basically it was the the Hell's Highway, which was what the Operation Garden had to drive through, and I even went so far as to have a, a blown up Cromwell pushed off the road, and I specifically made sure the road was high enough so that I could get that Cromwell, so it wasn't in, in play. And of course, you know, I had as everyone's heard, I've got the thirty core list with the two Cromwells, and they see the third one on the board, they're like. How many are you running? I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> that, that one that was broken. That's not coming. Little bait uh, and switch. So, it's not actually three. So it's not actually wait three. a minute, it's still there's still two. Oh, what wait, what? Yeah. yeah, but they feel better that it's not three. Right. That's yeah, actually so. it's an interesting psychology there, you're right. Because you're like, no, there's only two. Don't worry. There's only two tanks in this list. And yeah. then they kinda go, Oh, okay. Phew. Phew. That was, yeah. that was gonna be ugly for a second there. <laughs> oh wait a minute! <laughs> and then Jeff, who's like, how many Neville Warfers are there? Yeah, there's that many. Can you fit? Yes, there's that many. Uh, I also, there's two actually not on my display board. <laughs> I also got another 25 pounder in because I got a resin cast from I think it's Blitzkrieg Miniatures that does it, and I wanted both my 25 pounders to be looking the same, so I had to quick rush order one, and it got up here, and I had about two days to paint it. Got that done. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you had uh, two twenty five pounders as well? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Just Take what you note. think is gonna be fun. You, you, We've been you down this road. Say it like it's some sort of surprise or it shouldn't be there or something. No, 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 it's just fine. Keep going. So that was <laughs> revisionist history. <laughs> How dare you take two? What were you thinking trying to win? I don't get it. <laughs> no, That's no, I just mean. I just remember a lot of a lot of a lot a lot of bitching about Stalingrad. I just well, remember hearing about it. Well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. You know, I think it was in uh, Empire Strikes Back where the most of the truths we cling to depend mostly on our, our point of view, isn't that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And there's something you said for that? Sure. This will be an episode of personal growth. <laughs> <laughs> And Depends on the it. kind of growth you're talking about. <laughs> right. Uh, and the other big thing is I finally got my 3D printer is out of the box set up, and it is printing stuff as we speak. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Pretty excited about action that. Bolt-action-related stuff, I'm presuming. Um, yes. Actually, I'm printing up some of the – I'm going to try and do some – uh, preliminary. We're going to actually try and do some different things with the awards because I know Operation Snafu last year the awards were. I was I was kind of felt bad by handing them out. They were kind of rushed last minute sort of things. So we're going to do them a little better this year. And I think with the capabilities of 3D printer, we and also my. Have you ever heard of a the cricket? It's like a scrapbooking Martha Stewart thing. It's a my vinyl wife. cutter. I thought it was yeah. a sport. 
Well, there's that too, but there's this is the uh, the scrapbooking tool in particular, which my wife has one of. So we're going to actually okay. be able to maybe do something pretty fancy with the awards between yes, those two. You can make stencils things. with the Cricut pretty great, actually, yep. pretty well. I'll be interested to see. I what wish you I know you had one because I would be taking advantage of that because you can actually do a lot of cool stuff with that. We'd hey, like Rick, to. my Hopefully wife has a Cricut. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, so, you know somebody that can make pretty detailed illustrator drawings. So yes, I had mentioned that to her. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Eric we'll, is we'll super good. Eric Hagen, he's a great graphic uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric. Eric is a great graphic designer. No, he really is. Maybe we can get a hold of him. Yeah. Uh, and good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Rick's no, also planning to cut himself out of Snafu. Has succeeded. Yeah. And for yes. folks that don't know, Rick um, does all the graphics and stuff that are associated yeah. with this particular podcast, and he there does that many anymore. Awesome. So. He's done a great job. So. I get it all set up and basically it runs itself now. So, and it's because you do such a great job right out the gate. So. Well, right, that's that. Yeah, I executed well at the beginning, and now I can just not. Now you can just mail it just in. Close my eyes. Yeah, I can <laughs> take a nap and let you guys handle all the all the hard stuff, like running an oper like running Operation Stampu. But you like handling the hard stuff, Rick. Yeah. Hey-o. Anyway, all right. So, three D printer. Anything beyond that? I mean, not that that's not a huge amount of stuff you've already done. Uh, now, let's see. Well, the 3D printer's running last night. I started... So I have this airfield, this winter airfield that I started. I had the whole thing laid out as far as the airstrip goes, and now I'm breaking that up into transportable pieces, and now I'm starting to get some armatures together for the basically the snowplowed snow on either side of it. And then, mm. yeah, that's where I'm sitting at that right now, so... Awesome. What is the is that a mat that you're using to start that one? Uh, like no, it. it is not. This oh, is all like this it. is all hobby craft. So underneath is going to all be like actual. Snow how many um, how many transportable board pieces are we talking here? So the runway which runs on a diagonal, the short way, and then there's the alternate runway which runs to the short edge from the middle of the long edge. So you're probably looking at about almost six and a half, seven feet of runway. And so it's segmented in about seven actually, or eight pieces. You have two runways that intersect? Well, yeah, all airfields nice. have at least two. Nice detail. I like that. So. No, it's that's exact you're exactly right, you know. They ran they ran they intersected because the wind wasn't always from the same direction. So Correct. Yes, cool. and I've got this one set up and there'll be actually the control tower will be the center of the board. And if this ends up being an objective sort of thing, hint, hint, that might be an important train feature. <laughs> if this ends up being one of those objective boards that happens at Operation Snafu. I know you're trying to sell skis, but skis aren't going to happen. Let's, no, skis. skis just skis, just skis, like anti-tink grenades aren't really a thing, neither are skis. <laughs> like you said. It's all about the visual, right? It, hey, yeah, I guess. The rule in, in of cool, case, I is. think, is what Jeff said. Right. Yeah, no, that actually, yeah, right. that actually is a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, and wow. I'd like to, my goal, and I'm not actually doing anything towards this goal, so I shouldn't call it my goal, but I think we had the best terrain last year, so it'd be awesome if we could do that again. Well, they had I, I, people coming down to our room saying, a bunch of people said we have to come out and check out this train. It helped that we had Dale's board right next to the doors. We so. have yeah. competition this year, though, so we'll see how it goes. Such as? 
Um, the Infinity boards are supposed to be pretty spectacular this year. Well, yeah, that dude works for Muse on Minis. It's hard to like compete with that. Well, the bar is high. Print, print all of his crap mm-hmm. on Muse's stuff. It just so. means we need Rick to get a board done so we can yeah. actually. And I'm going to have to try to. Well, you guys are, are cranking out, and I'm going to try to improve one of my boards. So you know, each year yeah. has to be better than the previous year. So yeah, yep. no, and and actually, it's funny because I I can't remember what tournament I saw in the Bolt Action Facebook group, but there was a tournament that I was like. These tables look insane. Yeah, there's a lot of them. They look there's so good. There's a couple good. where you're just like, damn, like they like fully detailed boards with rubble and all sorts of stuff. And like it puts all of our stuff to shame, and that's saying something because I feel like the tables you guys have all put together look great, but these tables are like you could shoot a freaking movie on them. Yeah, props like, to the bolt action community because yeah. they're kicking no, out a lot inspiring. of awesome tables. Yeah, it's very inspiring. It, it all goes to that immersion, which is just really helps the game. Absolutely. Play. Yep. Yep. Makes it a, makes it all that much more fun. Yep. So, speaking of events, since like some of you guys may have done some events recently, um, what about our events? Right in there. Well, do we want to start with our event? Yeah. Sure. We'll start with our event. All right. So we're doing uh, Operation Snafu Two. I don't think we've come up with a clever name for it. I'm I think sure it's we've just, all got stupid. It's just clever Operation names. Snafu. Yeah, we'll just call it Operation Snafu. Oops, I, I snafu'd again. <laughs> no <laughs> no okay no it didn't it, nothing is stuck yet we haven't had a single one where we're like yes that's the name um but yeah so we're doing it through renegade uh like we did last year so renegadeopen.com is where you'd go to find tickets for that that's the convention that we're actually holding our event at we are at 20 players right i think that's what yes, i saw as of, yeah I as checked of yesterday. Tonight. so somebody's checked today great yep. so we have we have twenty signed up, and I think we have room for thirty two. Three zero. That's uh, that's a three zero. Yeah. In the description of it, he actually said there's only room for thirty, but then he's got thirty two lines in there, and he hasn't taken those out. But there's only thirty. So okay. if you're thirty one, thirty two, no. you're first and second on the waiting list. When we Which get is there. possible that you'll still make it in. I would still imagine you might make it in. We yeah, have people traveling last international year we were for this. Four deep on it, and people got in. I think everyone got to play, and we were still a couple shy of having maxed out, but. Anyway, you've heard us talk about it before. It's already for sale. We're two-thirds of the way sold out. Um, and it's two days this year, which is really cool. 20, 20 bucks? Is it 20 bucks? 20, 20 bucks for the event, and then you have to pay the 15 or yeah. 30 for the badge. 15 or 30? 15 single-day, 30 multi-day. If you're oh, do got it. it. Yeah. Right. Well, you're doing, you're doing multi-day because you're going to be on, on site tw- two days for... Hey, and if you're doing multi-day, we've also got a recon rumble going on Friday during Friday. the day too. Right. So there's a single day event on Friday, and then two a two day, four game two day event. Right. We're doing four day four games over two days. Yes, that, that allows, is correct. That allows more fun. You can challenge Nafu maybe if we're not exhausted by then. Uh, otherwise, you can just drink with us, putting up with everyone. Right. Or, or like me asking Pat. Pat, what is this rule? They asked me this question on table five, and I have no idea what the hell they're talking about anymore. Or mm-hmm. we screwed up, and we can't, how do we backpedal? Like Dale and I had to figure out that. Was that round three? Which no. one? What were we the, backpedaling? The, the one where they were like, we ran multiple units off the table, and only the first one counted. And that, was, that was round one. That was round one. That was a and, nightmare. And, and Pat that, had come over. Well, and I already answered their question early on. I said, that's too right, bad. Right, We just reaffirmed it, so. 
Yeah, it was. I mean, like, the the object the scenario was written pretty clearly. They had just done something that didn't make any sense. So well, they didn't yeah. read the full. They didn't read the full thing. If they'd read the full thing, it would have not probably been a problem. Sure, but, anyway, but yeah. you know, players are excited. Yeah, they want to play. And... Read so the this scenario year, with your opponent. Pro right. tip. So this year, because we have more time, everyone will read the the scenario fully yep. through before they play their game, which yep. is awesome. That's kind of the beauty of the four four game setup is that it's going to be a little more chill. I, I imagine it'll be a little more chill as far as like we're not going to feel like we're rushing the whole time. What I'm particularly excited about is, you know, we really want to put a lot of emphasis on the, the group play and the dynamics of that. And it kind of felt that we were very rushed doing that last year. So now yes. we've got a full half hour to get that done, which on the other side of that gives us a little more time to get the table assignments and to remember which side of the room is which side of the room. <laughs> yeah. Remember which that. zone is which, yeah. We need we all may, the help we can we get. We may need some large graphics to help us with that, Rick. <laughs> sure, I might be able to print something up for that. We'll make, we we'll need make a, it. Well, we need, we to need call a not deck a commander with flags, you know, to kind of wave <laughs> us into the right direction. Hey, I, I can do that. That sounds like a great job. <laughs> so, we need to come up with something better in Zone A and Zone B next, this year. We'll call, yeah, there, we'll there's call plenty of other descriptors. Yeah, there's plenty of other operations that occurred in World War II that we could probably use to define well, those. Even For me. Even North-South would have been better because we would have been able to figure out which directions were which. I think the extra time is going to be more, I mean, so we can start drinking earlier and more. And have dinner together and play cards or games or whatever and just kind of let it all loose. And and not having to roll dice at 8, 9 a.m. right away in the morning. Yeah. Yes. And so. guys can still get out at a relatively decent time to drive home. Yep. Because people are coming from out of state, which we appreciate. Um, out of country in some cases. At least one. We have at least one international traveler. Out of we do. continent even. Which uh, is going to yeah. be awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... Like that's uh, a uh, Pim. I'll call you out because that's pretty awesome. Welcome. I think it's a super awesome. Yeah. No, I think it's it's a cool. It's cool that you decided that our event was the one you wanted to come to. So we appreciate it. We um, do. Puts a little pressure on us to make sure you're having a great time. Yeah, well, yeah, as no everybody. No pressure. Yeah. No. No pressure. Um. But yeah. So that's uh, that's Operation Staffu in a nutshell. I think you can like you said renegadeopen.com is where you'd go to find tickets. I don't think there's Hurry up. They're uh, filling up quick. It's gonna be not, super... not as quick as last year, but we're also a larger capacity than we were last year. It's going to be super awesome. Like, if, if we were as small as we were last year, we would have probably been sold out already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we would have been. Yeah, I think adding adding capacity has, like, a two, two-edge... And a uh, day leg on our sign-in. Yeah, right, because the, the organization... Quote-unquote computer glitch. They wanted well, something else it... to sell out first this year. It's all right, you know. It's a wow, matter. Wow, whatever that was. <laughs> Someone's got mail. That's Nikes. not me. It's a, you know, it's a matter of that was was that that wasn't me. Was it you, Pat? Was it, must have been Pat. Wasn't me. Hopefully, wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't. I could swear it wasn't me. It yeah, wasn't me. Shit! What the hell? Hopefully, was that? everyone that um, well, I know one person um, who came last year is not coming this year because they'd rather do the infinitive infinity narrative. That's okay. Eric. He was, playing, he was playing Finland anyway. It's fine. It's just, we're better <laughs> but we're hoping that um, everyone from last year comes, and now there's additional space. And again, it's you know we're working hard. We want it to be awesome and amazing. And um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty special this year, I think. So. Mm-hmm. And I think the second round is on me. 
I think someone already said the first round was on them. I'll have to dig that out. So. Oh, someone's already called first first tips on drinks. I think so. We'll see. Okay. All it's right. kind of hard to really tie that back. I don't know what the legal standing is on those kinds of contracts. Broco, I believe it's whoever swipes their card first. Yeah, that's usually how it works. And bro code <laughs> says that if you say you're going to have the next round, you have to have the next round. So there's still space. So get out there and sign up if you're interested in coming. Yeah. No, it's a. It it will be a good time. Mandatory and, fun. And I think all four of us are going to be there on Friday. Sounded like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. I haven't I, I haven't made hotel arrangements, but I should shortly. So. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's I, a good idea. I definitely probably will for Saturday. I don't know about Friday yet. Yeah, we'll we'll try, we'll chat. I don't know if I can do Friday night either, but we'll... Well, no, I should probably be able to. We'll be okay. We'll talk. We got time. We'll talk. We, have, we do have a little bit of time. I don't think we have... I don't think the hotel block is going to be sold out tomorrow, so... Oh, God, it's sold out tomorrow. Oh, shoot. Oh, well, I guess I'm... I guess I'm out. I'm not doing it this year. <laughs> good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going right. to do our pack, tournament packets, though, right? No, that was a lot of work. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot of work. No, I, I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, we'll, That's why I don't want to do them. <laughs> I know, right? They're a pain in the ass. and I No, but I like making them look good because I think that's part of it. It's fun. All right, so that's Operation Snafu. Let's move into your guys' first. Well, only two of you guys got to go to this because Jeff had the lame excuse, lamest excuse in the world. I thought lamest it was a great lot. excuse, dude. I, I, dude, Pugfest is awesome. <laughs> I was, I was being very sarcastic. I, I wish I was 2, at Pugfest. Two thousand pugs, two thousand. Do, and do they how have... many pooper scoopers? <laughs> uh, not as many as you think you need. Yeah, I'm sorry, watch, for the, watch for the puddles. No, yeah. because they, they eat it. Like the one behind him just eats it when they're the first person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pug with his with, with a knight riding on the back of it. I, I just, yeah. It's that pretty was, awesome. What I really want is like like the main coliseum because it was like in a convention center, right? Yeah. Yeah, like there's, there's got to be like a main coliseum where everyone, somebody gets to lay in the middle and they just let all the pugs go lick them. Yeah, like two thousand pugs just attacking one person. Only if that person amazing. like covers themselves in peanut butter. Well, that's that's a different. You, you don't even need to though. Pugs like people so much; they'll just slobber on anybody oh, who gets right. down on their level. Okay, it just sounds like a, it, that would be a nightmare, but still at the same time super fun yeah. and super cute. But yeah, so yeah, so we're talking Armed Forces Day. It was a not local Pug event, Fest. not Pugfest. This is the event that you guys got to go to, and I didn't get to go to. Well, sure. I got to go to for a minute, but I didn't actually play. Uh, run by Battlefield North, which is one of our friends that comes one of in regularly. Club mates, plays actually. Yeah, he's a club, club mate. That's right. Not just a friend. He's, he's a been club upgraded mate. or downgraded, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. I don't know if he wants to be one associated of us. or not. One of us. Well, <laughs> I guess it would be up to him to determine whether it's up to him or downgrade. Yeah. All of Branch has been extended. If we get, Hopefully if he takes it's been an upgrade. Dude, yeah. he came to the club weekend. He's in the club. Yeah, I definitely but, consider yeah. him part of part of it's, the group now. It's so. too late now. He did accept our weekend invitation, so mm-hmm. he is now one of us. Whether or not there's the whole initiation ritual and all that intimacy, so <laughs> Wait, it's kind of a done deal. You're breaking bread with all these guys all the time. I mean, he ran days. naked through the bedroom with Kurt. So <laughs> breaking <laughs> bread. I air quotes on around that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway, so Jason wow. ran an event. Uh, I thought you said you ran naked. No, you didn't hear anything like that. Oh, okay. Guys, it's gonna be hard to edit that out. The water was really strange. I will put. I will. No, the water was. Dude, the water there was super weird. It was not good. So what stayed? What happened in the cabin stayed in the cabin. 
Except, except I guess not, because on, we've been talking about it. Holy crap. Right, yeah. Unfortunately, and a lot of it's on Facebook already anyway, so whatever. I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> the Lord. Anyway, so I can't remember what day, what what, what was the actual day? Is it a few weeks ago. Day? I don't know. Yeah. Like no, May no, what's 19th, the event that happens? Thursday, 18th, something teenth in May? It was Armed Forces Day. It's Armed Forces Day is actually the event or the holiday of... Yes. So I don't know so. exactly what it represents, but it wasn't a national. <laughs> well, it's armed forces. Well, right. I didn't so. know if it was a specific <laughs> event that happened on that day. Like, no, no. no there was, okay, there it's just wasn't a historical event. It was okay, just all right. It's just it's celebrating armed all armed forces. It's, okay. yeah. Right. It's before Memorial Day, which is you're which, supposed to. Which, yeah. Thanks which for those that serve. Yes. Which is kind of better than like I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of D Day bolt action on D Day, and I was like, this is. Well, like, that's because I, that was recently. No, I know, but I just feel weird. It feels weird to me to be reenacting D-Day on D-Day, if that makes Why? sense to you. I, I don't know, because I feel like it's like kind of sacrilegious. If that makes... Well, you know, there are some assholes that celebrate, like, Independence Day on July 4th. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. I That's celebrate Christmas point. on I Christmas, that, and I was... I heretic! It was, it was a pretty big victory for us, I suppose. I just Heretic! It feels not as celebratory. I don't know why. So are you saying when December rolls around, we should not have an event on Pearl Harbor Day? Uh, there isn't a Pearl Harbor Day. We sure don't do anything. Uh, well, I know there is, but... It's well, my sister-in-law's just... wedding anniversary. It's the I remember it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's a so... weird tangent that I don't know yeah. that I have all the answers to. It just feels weird to me <laughs> for some reason. Maybe it's because I always lose, so I feel like, oh, I, I lose on D-Day if I play it in a D-Day event. Well, you're playing so German, you really, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah you really identify with Memorial Day then. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little more. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't play an event on Memorial Day either, though. I think that's that. Again, it's I don't know. I agree with you. That would be well for me personally. That's what I I had ancestors. My grandpa served. Actually, both my grandpa served. So, yeah, and, and and maybe Memorial Day would be a better example of a day maybe not bolt actioning. I don't know. I, I just a weird tangent. Anyway, so Dale and Pat, you got to play. Pat, Jeff was off playing with pugs. Yeah, we did. We but we both went. So, yeah. Yes. Up up in Osseo, it was really far away for me. Like I I ended up driving up and saying hi. I'm, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> from, uh, from, yeah, it would have been an hour for you. Yeah, farther yeah. guy yeah. away says what? Well, <laughs> farther uh, guy away. I don't says know if it was what? that much further given the construction. I think it took me 45 minutes to get there. So Matt got into his car. Uh, Matt Anderson, who. Woodbury. Played fins up the Woodbury, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He, gets, he, would, he sets his GPS Saturday morning. And he didn't walk in and minutes. say, oh, my God, this was really a long ways away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's Osseo is quite a ways away from the main Twin Cities, but and, and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help that there's construction. And it's Phoenix Games, by the way. Yes, yeah, it's not important. that yep. far. It's 10 minutes from my house. Says the people that live in Plymouth. Well. Which is like a second ring suburb 10 minutes <laughs> outside of the downtown. Yeah. You're you're on the north side in the in the first drink suburbs. It is definitely much link. closer to where we are. Yes, you guys have it easy. But anyway, so why don't you tell us what the event was about? Like what what was kind of the what was the theme it was a of bolt it? action event. Well, okay, um, good. From, from my point on. of view, it was kind of um, just a little bit of like a testing the waters kind of thing, just to see. It was kind of a small event, twelve guys, three rounds, pretty low key. Uh, themed boards. Each scenario was assigned to a specific board. So if you played on one board, you played the scenario. Um, so all 
yeah. 12, ta- all six, how many tables were there? How many there people were There were 12 of us, so six tables. Six tables, okay. Mm-hmm. So there were six different scenarios is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone, everyone wasn't, and this is kind of, uh, when Jason took this over back when Jacob used to do it, they kind of, they kind of had the same thing where the scenario was tied to the board so you could set the terrain up to the board and not have to worry about how it was going to play in round one versus round three with different scenarios. It was mm-hmm. just everyone wasn't going to have to play in the same board twice. So that's actually kind of kind of cool to do it in that sense. Yeah, yeah. and it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, that's, that's kind of intriguing. I kind of like... Were there, Do we know that there were six individual scenarios or were there, did they double up? Were there I, could, I could tell you this, the scenarios if you like. Sure, right let's here. talk about it. Well, how, about, how about we go through them as we go round by round? Or do you have uh-huh. all... I guess it, that doesn't work with this because not everyone's playing the same right. one every round. So Never mind. if you are, ever happen to play on table one, regardless of what round, you were playing sectors. I okay. played on that one in round one. Okay. Well, maybe you can tell us more about it in just a minute. Yeah. I honestly don't recall what, nice. what it was. Yeah. What sectors is? Wait, wait. I thought you used to take notes. What happened to yeah, notes? Yeah, I'm, I'm... You know... Taking a break. I um I'm not as serious um, from a competitive standpoint as I used to be. Uh, I think okay. I've proven myself at this point <laughs> as being a superior um, tactician. Uh, hello, John Russell and the Bolt Action Team Championships taking place in Poland next year. Wait, so, I thought we were I thought we were like leveraging for a Snafu team. Oh, are you gonna, yeah. Are you leveraging for or, yourself now? Uh, for those folks that are organizing the uh, World Bolt Action Team Tournaments, celebrity teams, um, Safu would be very interested <laughs> in that because we probably couldn't qualify any other way. Well, three, three <laughs> of the four you might be able to, but this guy here will probably not be on the team if I can't be the boat anchor. So I, I did not take notes for this. I remember okay. who I played, and I remember uh, details about the game, but I don't remember the scenario. I'm sorry. Ironically okay. enough... There's this tournament that I started taking notes in all of my games. Oh, okay. So, Pat, oh, who's turned hardcore now? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So, what's table two? Uh, table two was just your meeting engagement. Oh, okay. hold on. So, table one was kind of a desert, if I recall correctly, kind of uh, um, you don't. a North African themed. I see village. Of, so, so, you include the black and white pictures in with uh, the whole tournament pack. Yeah, like a North African There's a crisscross road, and looks like it's black and white, so I can't tell what kind of villages there, but sure. Yeah. We, well, it's got pine trees, so I don't know how North, North Africa that is. Well, I mean, you know, it's maybe a little abstract, but it was definitely <laughs> North African theme because I think that I was see hedgerows. No, no hedgerows. Well, that's what the picture is. I got it right here. Anyways, what, what was table two? Meeting engagement. This one looked very desert North Africa. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe get the pictures mixed up or the table set up. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. So, media engagement uh, on table three, key positions. And this was was actually my board that I had brought for him with the church and is kind of an Eastern Europe board with Mm -hmm. hedgerows and roads and stuff. Table four was scalps, which is kind of, I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, because this is kind of, uh, these game days end up having this particular scenario. A scenario I actually really enjoy. And this one was on, on Dale's, uh, which was that, the raise the flag board that you did that? Uh, was it the urban? With the city, the urban city yep. stuff? Yep, it's the urban yep. board. So I was on that. And then table five was double envelopment. Um, and this board was actually by John Stentz, and this was a winter 
board. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then table six had no man's land, which looks like another woodsy infested European hedgerow. Blown That's up my hedgerow board. Yep. That's your hedgerow board. Okay. All right. So those are the tables and the scenarios that were there. So six different scenarios for each, or one scenario different for each table. So there was no doubling up. So you may not play all the scenarios, which is kind of interesting. Okay. Right. Cool. That's totally cool. So why don't we, I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about, uh, talk about the event prior to um, just diving into what you guys did? Um, it was really fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so why don't you guys talk about your round one? Well, uh, so let's talk about what you were playing first. Like, why don't we, like, so you, what'd you bring? What'd you bring? Yeah. What did I bring? Okay. So this was a single platoon theater selectors from your army book were allowed, but not from any of the other campaign or other books. So only if it was in your actual army book, were you allowed to bring that theater selector. So I brought a reinforced platoon. Um, I tried to get as similar to what I was going to try to bring to Bug Eater as I could. Um, but obviously I couldn't get the two Cromwells because the 30 core was in Market Garden. But I had a Cromwell, and so keeping that same, I took the AEC Mark III, which is kind of like the British equivalent of a Puma, except for it has a 2-inch HE and costs like 10 points more. Which sounds like a great deal. Yeah, no yeah right? It. It's a pretty sweet vehicle, I'm not going to lie. I had four squads of regular bros, all with rifles, because I was running rapid fire, and why spend your points on anything else? Uh, and then I had a light, I had a 25-pounder. I'm trying to think what else I had in there. Of course, the, the observer. Oh, and a couple of transports with uh, medium machine guns to drive some bros around. So it sounds like Market Garden light, kind of. So it was basically my 30 core, except for I had to drop the Cromwell, put the, the Mark III in there, and I had an extra squad, and nobody was veteran. Everyone was regular. Right. Okay. Cool. All right. That makes sense. Because how many points was it? Was it 1,000? This was 1,000. Okay. So 1,000, and you couldn't run 30 core. Nope, because so. that was a market garden. Which yeah, right. Well, I didn't realize, and he, I submitted it, and he like rolled up a newspaper and smacked me. Knows the dude read what I said. I'm like, oh crap, you're right. Sorry, my bad. And yeah. gave him another one. You like, didn't no. just tape. You didn't tape the the bad, theater bad in. <laughs> didn't just smack you on the nose. I would have taped the, the theater post, selector in sake. your book. I would have put it in your book and been like, it's in my book. <laughs> hey, Cop copy paste it right in there. Right, like, it's in my PDF. <laughs> I don't know what I did. I don't know. It's there. Anyway, okay. So, Dale, what did you bring? Japanese? Uh, yes. I don't know how to say yes in Japanese. Hi. Hi. Hi to you, too. Hello. Yeah, it doesn't work very well. Okay. Yes, I took Japanese, no tanks, um, more bros, which is how I like to run it. I talk about ignoring the tanks, but I had two anti-tank guys, so. Well, you gotta have you got to have a little bit. At least threaten... Yeah, I, I had a medic. I took a medic this time for fun. Were those the, the suicide tank guys? They are the suicide okay. tank guys. And so so actually really effective if you can get them close enough. And you run them in tandem, tandem that does allow you, allows you to do that. But, yeah, um, yeah just um, kind of um, about, I don't know, an all-comers, my version of an all-comers Japanese list. Okay, cool. All right. No veterans, so, though, all regular. Ooh, how, awesome, how many though. bodies? 
How many dudes? 55, 60 bros. Jeez Louise. Okay. Holy shit. How many ordered ice? Um, you know what? I don't recall. More than 10, though. So I had 11 ordered ice. So okay. a pretty tight list. Yeah. That's that's still, like, that many dudes. That's and a lot of dudes. It's, and they're fanatics, which is, I mean, you just can't, you know, the Japanese selector, you can't go wrong, so. Right. With okay. with with bodies. Yeah. You just got to have enough bros. Yeah. yeah. That's really the, the key to Japanese list. Yeah, I talk about how great I am. Tacticianally, <laughs> but my the best choice I ever made was the Japanese. So. Yeah, you kind of started out with a strong. Uh, strong I list, really did. So hurt. you do always emphasize your humility too. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, at least you at least you admitting yeah. some of the netless detail. So. But that yeah. being said, every every major faction army can make a really good list. So and again, to be fair, I have seen some very 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 bad Japanese players. So. Yeah, it's it's not an auto. You know, if I hadn't Japanese. seen if I hadn't seen it as well, I didn't think that would be possible. But okay, yeah, I, yeah, no, you agree. Yeah. We've seen a couple where you're like, "What are you doing, man?" So push it, push it in, <laughs> get it going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, stick okay. it in there. Let's go. <laughs> in Jesus. out, repeat. I mean, that's all there is to it. You'd think so, but. <laughs> well, you got you got more finesse and charm than that, Dale. That's really what it comes down to. Fair enough, but uh, yeah, it was just kind of in my version, just kind of a standard, as many guys as I could get with a little bit of anti tank and enough indirect fire so that when I roll snafu, I can laugh at the other player. <laughs> well, this came to bite you in the ass by the end of this tournament because I remember well, showing up and things we'll were see. not. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what happened, because we'll I think see. it was pretty, pretty freaking funny, actually. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your round one. Uh, so, Dale, who did you play round one? Mr. Eric Hagen. I've already mentioned him once in the episode as a wonderful graphic designer. And he is. And he, he is. is. And yeah. he is also a very good army painter. What was he Fantastic, playing? Fantastic, as a matter of fact. Uh, U.S. Marine Corps. I think he's always gone for it, so hurrah to Eric. Oorah. Oh wait, except he's not Marines. He's he's Go Joe. He's like straight up Joes. He loves yeah, the I Joes. Think it, you know, it, it may not Marines. have been Marine Corps. It may yeah. have just been regular I've, American. I've infantry. actually I've actually talked to him about it. He's not a Marine guy. He's actually a straight up GI. Like he likes yeah. the He served. And so He did. <laughs> so there was a special rule at this event. If you were a veteran, you received one reroll. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Per game or just for the weekend? For the weekend. Or for the day. Sorry. And he used it against me. That was not <laughs> quite enough to get him to re-enlist either. Round but. one. I just want to <laughs> right. point that out. So <laughs> we played sectors on the first board. I, You know, I feel like, you know, for the amount of stuff they've put up with, they should get one every round. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Jason out and have to, like, talk to him about, you know. And Jason is a veteran himself. Right. He should, Yeah, he is. Like they should be getting, they should be getting a reroll every, every turn. Not yeah, every actually, turn, every round maybe. But I, I believe of everyone that attended, Jason, um, Eric Hagen. So Jason Myers, Eric Hagen, and Matt Peterson. They had all served uh, previously, and because it was Armed Forces Day, they got. Well, Jason was organizing, so thank you, Jason. And the other guys got the bonus reroll. But I mean, cer we certainly appreciate their service. So absolutely, yeah, that was totally cool. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, round one, Eric Hagen, he, and he opted to use his, his re-roll against me. So, and he was running the full veteran force. His re-roll he opted to use because he rolled up on um, an engineer squad 
with a flamethrower, and he rolled a one to hit. So. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> he, he does that so often, though. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so he, he re-rolled it, and he didn't roll a one the second time. And so it's an interesting thing with... I, I don't remember a great deal about um, about this particular game, mostly probably because I've had a quite a bit to drink at this point. But um, he... <laughs> um, was this at 10 a.m.? <laughs> no, I mean... Presently, right oh, now, okay. as we're recording this. <laughs> Not that makes way more sense than a mic. Dale, we might have to talk to you about your drinking. <laughs> have to... No, I mean, like, right now. Okay, just, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. It's pretty fuzzy. It was, it was almost a month ago, sure, three weeks. I didn't I know this was a special talent of Eric's in particular, but he can call out dice exceedingly well. And so I would roll an important dice, and he would go, one! And then I would roll a one <laughs> so and i i don't do that per se I, I call out snafu but i don't call out ones and so he had rolled a one unfortunately on one of his flamethrowers i think it was an engineer squad coming up the middle after it jumped out of a transport and so i mean that's that's pretty crushing you roll a one on your flamethrower to on a roll to hit that's like ah. Uh. so yeah, i totally really understood that. it yeah. yeah, he he did, and so he he rerolled it, and I'm like totally fine with it, and so but he, it still it wasn't great. I think he had killed two bros, and I'm like, oh, I've got a medic right here. I'm like, oh, no problem. I just need two snafus, so I called two snafus and I got them. Yeah, <laughs> from from when I showed up, I showed up middle of that round. Is that you were calling snafus and getting them, and he was calling ones and getting them against you. It was. You guys were having a good time. It was Why did yeah. you guys bother to use dice? We, um, right. yeah, we were having a good time. So, yeah. but unfortunately, well, yeah, Dale was drunk already. Jeez, um, <laughs> I had more guys, and they were fanatics. And you know, snafus are better than ones. And so, you know, it just it kind of tilted in my favor towards the end. And you know, what's interesting is that we had—I don't remember if it was two, two and a half hours—but we were having such a good time. You know, we, we we hit the end of the round, and we'd only played, like, five turns. So we didn't actually finish. But it, it, I mean, we were both surprised. We're not slow players. We just have a great time. And so I felt bad because we didn't finish. I don't know if it would have affected the, the outcome. I don't think it would have. But still, you you know, you work to finish your game so that you're given, you know, the best opportunity to your opponent to get as many points as they can. But, they were you know, two and a half hour rounds. It was good. Way. So, you know, that's just kind of, you know, how it worked out. So it was a good game. It, actually, every time I play Eric, it's a great game. So I love playing Eric, and he's always a blast. If you have any chance to play Eric, in, and he plays multiple game systems, it is a treat and an honor. So I love it. Yeah. He, well, he's yeah, he's like the Saga King. Like, I don't know. Well, maybe he's not the king, but... He does well, a lot of sagas as well. He's like the hobby king across game systems. He really is. He's he unbelievable. Used to, he used to work for Phoenix when Phoenix was back in in South Minneapolis. Yeah, a lot of the uh, tables like actually. years ago. Yeah, a lot of the tables that Phoenix kind of had over the years are still were Eric's. And, and I know Jason even actually worked on quite a number of those. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that yep. Jason had partake oh, yeah. in all of that work yeah jason goes way back as well so okay. there's a lot of history that's cool yeah, yeah it's very cool but that um that was my first game great game 
against Eric. It's always, like I said, an honor and a pleasure to play against him. And, you know, it's an easy win, so. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, okay. All right. Well, that was great until the very end there. It was very no. heartwarming, and then you just kind of no, I love Eric. Oh, my I'm God. just no. I'm actually. It's it isn't. He's he's getting better. So you know, at some point, yeah, it'll be a challenge. Just play him in Saga and see what happens. No, he can't. Yeah, it's no. Eric is great, and yeah. I play an overpowered army. So you know, you do, and yeah. All right, Pat. How about your round one? Who did you play? Ah, uh, clubmate Dave, Dave Caven. Uh oh. And his Romanian cavalry peoples. So his whole force. How many 88s did he was, have? Uh, he didn't have any 88s. Oh. No, he, he went he super flavorful. Yeah, and his whole list was that everything is mobile. So he's got dudes on horses, he's got transports, he's got toes, and he's got whatever. So uh, he also had the Panzer IV, which was, you know, as you know, is always a treat to play against. Um. And a bunch of cavalry, which he outflanked all three units of his, of his cavalry. Oh, wow. Yes. Was it two units, two big units? It was an eight and a six, I think is what it was. And then the rest of the guys are in a transport, which came in reserve. And he had some other stuff. He had a little freaking little knee mortar, a little small mortar team. Those guys are just like little little uh, mosquitoes. Just, yeah. just pecking at you. But they do enough to distract um, <laughs> what scenario did you end up playing? So did we did the key positions, key table positions. three. Okay, okay, yeah. Which is really ironic because I was had brought my train for it, and Jason like hands me the pack. He's like, "Here, set up table three. I'm like, "Okay," and I see that he's got table three. Okay, so I set it up and I go back to the pack and I'm like, "Where am I supposed to play?" Oh, I'm playing a table three. Hang on, Dave. Let me finish <laughs> setting this up. <laughs> uh, this is that's not how I meant to set it up. <laughs> Hold I on a to, second. So <laughs> I run the uh, I run the Run the roll for sides. Won the roll. Say that right? Okay. Yeah, it's getting late over here, too. Um, which Late or drunk? There's a difference. A little bit of both. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> God. A little bit of both. Um, <laughs> so there's a distinct advantage. So I had the I took the one side that granted that, which is good. And I got my... The big key here was I got my artillery strike to actually, like, land where I wanted it to. Yeah. And so he had a... He had a small unit, the Panzer IV, another small unit. And it comes in, and those are the three that it hits, which is exactly what we wanted it to do. So we go to the first unit, which is to the left of the Panzer IV, and he puts the template over him, and he goes, Pat, what are the rules if I'm clipping the next unit? I'm like, well, then it gets hit. Okay, well, you're clipping my Panzer IV. Yes! So that was pretty exciting. So... It, so the artillery strike still counts as hitting the front because it's actually targeting the other unit, but it obliterated that unit, put five stinking pins on the Panzer IV, and then when I actually did the strike on the Panzer IV, got another pin on there, and then eradicated the other unit that was sitting next to it, I believe. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so that the difference of that was, is, so this was turn two, and turn one, uh, he was on the board, had fired, missed up my Cromwell, and then so that meant it came down to the order dice... If he gets his order dice first, his Panzer IV really has no choice but to rally because it's sitting on six pins. Mm. Yeah. Which they was able to give me the shot with the Cromwell, which blew it up, which is like, <sighs> okay, now what else do you have? And was able to mitigate the rest of his forces coming in. He went hard, so there's so it was key position, so we basically had four across the board, two on the outside and two closer to the center. 
he didn't even he totally abandoned the one that would be on my right hand side and focused more on the one on my left hand side and I had focused equally on both but between getting that Panzer IV knocked out in those first couple order dice early it really just came down to I pretty much whittled and wore him down and took a major victory and picked up some of the secondary objectives off him too okay so I mean you know Dave that's pretty impressive to, to get a win of that caliber yeah. so I was pretty happy with myself at this point 100%. I mean to be fair I think I mean not not to talk talk ill of your win he had never I don't think he'd ever played that list like he's he played Romanians like, yeah but I don't think he played I mean he's never played a super heavy cab list he's had cab in his list but he's never played all of that cab that's a lot of cab for him two units I, th- I thought it was two more units than and the officers oh, maybe not okay that's not that much more then yeah no it's still it, it is it's still a, a good feat to beat Dave in a Crazy I hadn't like played that. my list till the till that day either. So, good point. Yeah, but generally speaking, good. generally speaking, I don't play my list before a tournament because hell, I'm going to play three or five games with you're, it. You're like I'm bored. More. I'll get bored yeah. by the end of it. I wasn't <laughs> trying to downplay your win, Pat. That's not that wasn't the goal there. I just just saying is I don't know how familiar Dave was with some of the stuff because he's I like I know he likes his 88 and he likes some of the other stuff that he normally takes and he didn't take any of that, which I thought was pretty. Like I was like, you didn't take your 88. What are you doing, Dave? Did he did he have any armor? A Panzer IV. Oh, he had a Panzer IV. That's a pretty good armor. He had a he had Tiger Fear, didn't he? He just a Panzer IV. Just yeah. a Panzer IV G. Right. I'm assuming. I, any I win against assume. Dave is a good win. Yeah. No, it is. So that was my round one. He's a, K, pretty he's good. a KGS player. Yes. Okay. All right. So then let's move on to your. Well, then we then we then I had lunch with you guys, even though I'd already eaten lunch. Well, that was nice of you to make the room. Well, you didn't have second lunch. I didn't have second lunch. I wasn't, I was not a hobbit. I did not have a second lunch, but I sat with you guys and talked war stories. And then you had your second round. Uh, yeah, Pat, that comes after like? the first round. Usually that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times. I had my second round was... Uh... <laughs> I think we're going to have round three first at our tournament, just FYI. Just watch out. Surprise. <laughs> Let's not do that. That's so good. That's so good. I can't, I can't do that. It's round three. I just, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat will be in the corner twitching, and we're going to be like, and it's round three. No, 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 no it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's got to be it's... a thing, though. <laughs> we're doing this like Dunkirk. <laughs> Story's out of order. All right. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so round two, I get to play Germans. Uh, oh. Paul G. Ooh, Paul Gonzalez. right? Um, you know, I didn't ask the Germans I was killing what they were. I know Should he definitely has a lot of uh, Falschumjager. So. He had Falschumjager, and so this was this was that scalps scenario. So the scalps is a little different scenario in that when a unit kills another unit, it takes his order dice and puts it on that. And then if someone later kills the unit that took it, it like releases the order dice, so you can like lose your victory points. And it came down to whoever had the most scalps on their side won. So turn one, top of turn one, first order dice. Uh, 25 pounder blows up his mortar team on a big old snafu. Nice. That's um, that's it's, a scalp. Yeah, it was a scalp for the artillery piece, and let's just say it put it put him back on his heels really quick. He's got to get to that artillery di- artillery then. Because if I remember Which, correctly, too, his list is fairly small and compact, right? Like so he's got two transports veterans, with so. vehicles. They're yeah. all veterans. Two other units. Uh, he's got a sniper, mortar, machine gun team. Not sure what the machine gun team is doing, but he had it. Sure. Um, he didn't have any armor. Okay. But 
So I, I mean, all his units have Panzerfaust. He doesn't care about armor all that much. Right. Which his Panzerfaust all bounced off my Cromwell. Well, uh, way to go, hell? way to go, Paul. That that's not normal and shouldn't happen. But wait, they hit and didn't awesome penetrate. Cromwell, Cromwell. Um, or he just missed. One missed. One didn't penetrate. And then, see, when he fired the other oh, one at my MAC three or the AEC Mark three, it um, to say it, see, so it stunned it and caught it on fire, but it passed the. It was, that was the end. That was the end game. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, basically, they didn't blow up any of my vehicles, which I was very, very happy for. Yeah, that kind of that kind of ruins his day if he can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't there to hoist him in victory and honor. No, 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 right, right, yeah, no. I mean. No, if your dice go fickle on that, and that's something that he needs to be able to achieve to make his list work, that that kind of hoses him. So now here's the interesting thing. So when I when I blow up his mortar team round one, he's like, "Okay, game's over. You're just gonna shell up and just you're just gonna shell in that corner and just huddle there, and I'm not gonna be able to get to you, and you're gonna win the game." And I'm like, "What the hell kind of fun would that be?" So I push forward, and he's like, "Really? Okay, I guess we're playing." It never occurred to me otherwise. I mean. That sounded really dull. He's used and to playing John Stones. Yeah, there's some individuals yeah. that like to play <laughs> okay. a little more, a little more. That play the like scenario the as win. opposed to yeah. you know playing like a game of bolt action. They don't well, want to make it fun for everyone. They want to win the. They want to win the scenario. Well, well it, I mean, it can be fun, but yeah, there's a balance. So right. there's playing to win, and then there's playing to tell a story, and they're yeah. not always the same thing. No. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I was really confused by that comment. I'm like. I could get more scalps, though. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, it went down to, we, we did some back and forth. Uh, he, One of his transports ended up eradicating one of my troops that had come out to blow up his other troops. So, those scalps got turned back, and his transport's holding a scalp. And I must have put, I don't know how many resources in trying to blow up that transport and couldn't get anything. And it comes down to the last turn of the game, the last couple order dice, where I could either take my my AC Mark III, and just wheel it back because it's sitting on... Uh, one, we're sitting tied right now with the, with the skins. So I could just back it up, and it's a draw. Done deal. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I could play risky. I knew he had some more uh, some more Panzerfaust to, to shoot at me, but I have a really good chance with the Mark III of blowing up that transport. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this draw stuff. I want to win. There you go. So I held off. He does order dice. Murica, play the yep. win. And I moved forward, blew up his British. transport, got the scalp, and then held off the Panzerfaust coming back at me as I sit there, stunned and having put out the fire, but holding onto the two scalps and you, took the win. You scoffed at the Panzerfaust. <laughs> right? I scoff I did, at yeah. thee. Did you, you say that? Did you say I scoff at thee? I know. I told him he had rubber Panzerfaust. <laughs> okay. That, that's, yeah. yeah. That works, too. <clears throat> well done. So, yeah, and I picked up another secondary objective or two on that game as well. So I'm sitting, feeling pretty good about my results right now, going into what we're going to call round three. Well, yeah, yeah, that would have been round three. (laughs) (laughs) My round two was against Nick Fenske. Another solid dude. A dirty allied player. Um, and dirty by dirty, I mean all the allies were dirty because I was playing Axis. Well, he was very happy, I think, because he'd received his flagman back from Pat. He had, yes, actually, six months, long six months after the operation. Stanford. We returned. Yeah, he within wasn't a cal- within a calendar year. He wasn't dirty. <laughs> I was speaking metaphorically. 
as an Axis player. It's like maybe he didn't shower that morning because he's in a hurry or something. No, no, no. He, he it was great. He's a very hygienic fellow. What was interesting was that he hit out. He had more bodies than I did. Yeah, he and had a so, lot of dudes. Yeah, tons of dudes, and so um, I don't remember. I don't remember the scenario that we played. <laughs> what I remember is that um, we did not finish this game, unfortunately. And even if we had, I don't know that the outcome would have changed. Um, um, but Nick actually ended up beating me. It was an order dice comparison. And we'd actually killed quite a bit of the other opposing army, but he had one more dice past a draw, um, which was hard fought. He earned it, so he beat me. It was actually really well played. So, um, And again, it's one of those situations where we were actually having a great time. And before we knew it, there were 10 minutes left in the round. And we're like, holy crap. And um, we, we we booked it to finish the current turn. And he came out one dice ahead. So he took the win. It was a good game, really good game. So a lot cool. of fun. Yeah, it was interesting because he actually, it was a lot of um, uh, punch, counter punch. And so I would advance and he would withhold. He would advance. I would withhold, but he actually ended up holding the center, which gave him. And this was one of those scenarios where being in the deployment zone of the uh, the enemy was was going to make a difference, I believe. And mm-hmm. he just was able to push farther ahead than I was. And um, even though I'm fanatic with so many um, bodies on the other side, I just couldn't I couldn't contain everything that was going on. So um, really well played on his part and a great game all around. So love playing Nick. Another one of those guys that's just a lot of fun to play. He, yeah, he's a blast all the time. 100%. Oh, cool. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, very cool. Actually, I I felt pretty lucky because as far as the Twin Cities community goes, Nick and Eric are both kind of all-stars in regards to playing against. Yeah, and you so, kind of play two legends right off the bat there. 100%. That's, and it yeah. was it was fantastic. So, Yeah, that's actually like... If I could pick a three-day event or like a three-game event, those would be two of the dudes I'd want to play. Yeah. Not that I really want to face Soviets, but <laughs> like it, Nick, it, I would I would love to play Nick. I think my third on that list would probably be Kevin Bruins. Not that we get he gets to play very often, but that would be my my third call out as far as like if I had to play three games of bolt action a day, those would be the three guys I would want. Yeah, to play. just from a cool bro standpoint, yeah. just having a good time and really just actually looking for the story of the game. You know, those guys. Yeah. hundred percent. Good time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then. So where are you sitting at points wise there, Dale? Oh yeah. Oh, I, um, I don't know. Win and a loss. <laughs> you got to win and a loss. <laughs> Did like you get any have... secondary objectives at all? Yeah. I think I got like three at that point. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you, Pat, how are you doing? You've got two wins. I'm already, sitting right? two wins and two or three secondary objectives. Okay, cool. All right. So, how about you guys? How about Pat? You're round three then. Uh, round three, I ran into John Stentz for the first time I got to place, and I got to Ruff, actually Ruff. the first time I ever got to play him. And I've heard some stories. I've heard he's pretty good. I've seen him do well. Um, and usually in tournament, actually, sorry, every single tournament I've ever played in, I've always lost my round three. So I kind of have a little taboo hanging over that. And three games in one day, as I think I've mentioned, is just I'm so mentally drained and exhausted at that point. And then John Stenson, I'm like, huh, 
Got to bring your A game there. <laughs> yeah, and he and recently I'm, switched to finish too, which doesn't help things any. Yeah, and I, I, I had, I had no A game. Well, hold on, left before, at this point. Yeah, before we jump ahead, the finish are really good, potentially really good, but they're not like Japanese where it's kind of point and click. You really have to be smart about your finish. So. You know, it's not an auto win by just no, no. Finish. He's a he's a no. I, he's I would a great never player. Say that. Yeah. He's a great player, but he was playing British before. At least Pat would have like. I would assume Pat's more familiar with British than he is the Finnish. So. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, anyway, keep going. And to make it even more fun, we're playing double envelopment, which is probably my weakest scenario, and we're playing on his board. So he's very much got a got a home field advantage on this. Kind of like your game against Dave. <laughs> yeah, so I know, I know how Dave's feeling at this point. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and John and I have some different feelings on how its scenario plays out, so we discussed those at the beginning, and we didn't really cover something that we'll talk about in a later episode. This one's going to be long enough as it is. Um, but it really, between the scenario... The terrain, and I wasn't really on tilt, but I was just purely exhausted. It became a game of counting my mistakes mm. versus how well I was doing. And we came up with, I had eight, eight pretty good mistakes and two minor ones that really didn't have an actual outcome but could have been played better. Wow. That's so, not um, a little foreshadowing. doesn't sound too good. So, as we know, John's a strong player, and I just... I, there was so much more I could have played better. I had, and even even hey, you talked about like round threes. Like I'm not even sure what you're actually going for anymore right now because I had changed my strategy and my goals two or three different times in each round. And I'm like, you know what, John? I came into this with a very specific strategy, and I am not playing that right now. He's like, um, it kind of looks that way. I'm like, yeah. So he, uh, I didn't get any points from John, mm. but. It sounded like that was a pretty common theme for all the Allies players in round three. I don't think any <laughs> Ally player except for one won a game in round three. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, it, 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 was, was, it was that big of yeah. a swing. It was close going into round two. Or I'm was, sorry. Going into round three, it was close, and then the final tally, I was actually quite surprised by. So It was a four-point. We were, Allies were ahead by four points going into it, and Axis nearly doubled us up in the results. Yeah. Ouch! You guys just like fell apart in that last round. Yeah, I think only the uh, the overall winner who was playing allies actually won his third round game. Okay. So All not right. to foreshadow how Dale's game turned out, but I did well, not play the overall winner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, I played Rick. I played Rick actually, and Rick Davis, things, not different, yeah. different Rick. Yeah, yeah Rick I, Davis. You get to play. Yeah, yeah. And things actually went pretty poorly for him right off the bat, but I, I actually was quite surprised by the fact that he kept his head in the game and kept his head up and just kind of kept actually a great attitude through the whole thing, and um, and ended up kind of picking. I think this was a um, it was just a kill point scenario, just eliminating order dice, and I protected my easily captured order dice like the tank and uh, the suicide and a tank guys. I kept them back and just kind of just kept up the pressure just whittled off his dice and, and got the win in the end so nice oh, cool all yeah. right all right so then uh that so that was your guys's rounds so give us results 
uh, Axis sound like they won? Mm. Axis won <laughs> handily. Oh, um, however, the the, uh, the best overall went to uh, was it, uh, Monty Lumens? Loomis? Yep. Monty Lumens. And Monty Lumens. Oh, and Monty was, won it. All right. He yeah, was playing okay. Russians, wasn't he? Soviets. Soviets. Yeah. Soviets. Yeah. What did I say? Same difference? Same difference, yeah. You're, got, you're fine. Yeah, so, and the then uh, the best allied, best access general went to John. The best allied general was Monty actually me. Congratulations, Pat. Well played. Who? Yeah. Who was that actually, Some wanker? Yeah, some wanker. Some, some dude about Cromwell and an AAC Mark III. Like, set up the terrain to favor him on the one team when one time he had to play on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no who does that? Oh, yeah, Pat does. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> we just got to make sure we and knock you down no, a few pegs every once in a that's while. Not, that's <laughs> not how it goes. It's just, It'd be yeah. more impressive if you could beat Stens. Right? Could you well, work on that? It's, well, it's it, going to have to take another tournament or so. At least another one, yeah. No, yeah. it's okay. All right. Well, it is what it and is. That was the first time I played him. You still did great. Congratulations. Did well. Fantastic. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And then, did, did well. Uh, they also had a couple other awards in there. They had uh, the the uh, the painted award, which I believe was all peer voting. Dale, do you remember who ran that one? It was that? Oh, that was uh, Hagen, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Eric took that one. And then they always like to do the sportsmen. I like the way that Jason did sportsmen on this. So you have three opponents in your rank. You don't just give you know, hey, this is my best game. This is my best game. This is my best game. You actually had to rank your opponents one, two, three. And so yep. I think that kind of gives a better split about stuff. And actually, uh, Dale was the best opponent or favorite opponent for the whole day. Yeah, I, I, I took that Even one. though he had the Japanese? Right. Well, he didn't win all his games and crush everyone's spirits. And It was a tie, though, and I only took it because I had the most battle score. Well, that's how it should be. That's the, that's a tiebreaker for sports. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You and crushed just, the most face and still made people happy. So. Yeah. Yep. I'll go on record as saying the best sportsman is actually the best award to win. So I won the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. No. To, to, me, to me, it is one of the better awards because it means that you're giving everyone a good game, regardless of win or loss. That's still, the sportsman in me coming. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's the sportsman. Yes, it's not oh the competitive, competitive. No, I'm I'm kidding. That's that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> except he's not. Yeah. Oh, no, dear. he's only kind of joking. It's a, it is the second best sportsman award that I've won. Almost okay. as many as I uh, best overalls I've won. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> what is right. wrong with me? Uh, Dale's oh, been dear. drinking. You can that's tell. Definitely hilarious. All right. Uh, well. Well, okay, so that... Cheers so, to Pat. Well done, man. Best, yeah, no, best allies. Thank you. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like... Room, room to grow. As we'll see shortly. No. Or not. Uh, you didn't grow? Okay. But thank you to Jason for you know yeah. taking the time, putting it on. Fantastic time. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, yep. next one's going to be... I want to play fun. in the next one. I would, I would hope to get to play in the next one. Check too. your pub calendar. I think he Why actually has you? a date. It's October thirteenth. Give me that.
was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one else could play. He was the top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band. And now the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. A toot, a toot, a toot, dilly, a toot, he blows it to the bar. In boogie rhythm, he can't blow a note unless the bass and guitar is playing with him. He makes the company jump when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. He was a boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. As a buzz and when he plays, he makes the company jump away to the bar. He's a boogie boogie bugle boy of Company B. Do 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 da da do da da do do. He blows it to the bar. He can't blow a note if the bass and guitar isn't with him. And the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's a boogie boogie bugle boy of Company B. back to snafu this is our third take on coming back because we've been drinking so welcome back hope you like the music pat did a great job picking it out this time awesome job, job pat. Pat. yeah all right I'm totally gonna pick something else now <laughs> you should it's okay i made you say what it was so you can figure that out on your it's own it's gotta be right. well this let's a good talk thing. about patreon sure all right yeah so we we actually have people giving us money and i think that's awesome uh you're Mr. welcome. Mr. Dale Bartz, yes, is our first, was our first Patreon. Thank you, Dale. Super worth it, by the for way. For giving money to he just our own cause. He dice. I believe in supporting really, really what I believe in. Dice. So, uh, to about crit, I, I'm just going to thank you all the people that are actually currently members. Um, H.B. Jones, these are, like, these are the names they give on Patreon, so I, I don't know who these people are. So. Wait, you're telling me the guy isn't actually named H.B. Jones? Well, he, actually he said bad unfortunate parents. Yeah, the first one was, kind of was tool, tool Belt Crit? Tool Belt Crit, yes. I'm guessing that's not his real and name. That, okay. that name's effing awesome. I'll give, I'll, give out their pers- I'll give out their personal uh, email addresses in a minute here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a very smart idea. No. Uh, Matt, Matt P., Thank you for the for also. His first um, tournament was Operation Snafu last year. He had a great time. We're looking forward to having him again this next year. He's on the list, right? He signed yep, up. Yep, he did. Sweet. Come on down to the Dreamers. I think he's on the recon too. Actually. Love to have you. Yep. 
Sweet. All right. Awesome. And then, and then there's Orion S as well. Thank you for yours. He works in education. So let's awesome. not say Thanks, Ryan. And then uh, there's one more, and it's Bob Bob Rowell. Rowell? I recognize this. I recognize the name from other Facebook or from other bolt action things, and I'm not sure where I'm. Now, now I'm sorry, Bob. I'm misplacing how I know you. I think it's because I think I've been in an event with you before. Oh, thanks, Bob. Yeah, so thanks. Thanks, yeah, thanks for contributing, all of you. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, awesome. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah. No, keep an eye we out, do, you actually. guys. Yeah, keep your keep an eye out, guys, for those that are on this list right now. We're going to start doing some more interesting things with Patreon, hopefully. In this, but yeah, check your emails soon for exciting new information from Snafu for our Patreon subscribers. Wow, that's actually the lawyer makes good. it sound great. All right, that's great. awesome, awesome. Okay, so what what Jeff just said is what's going to happen. All right, great. Moving on. So now we're going to talk bug eater, right? Right. Wow, right context because that just got really weird. If they don't know what bug eater is, a bolt action tournament. <laughs> I'm assuming anyone listening has seen something about bug eater. Hopefully, easy with the assumptions. Yeah, all right, so all what is what is bug eater then? What is what is bug eater? Pat, it's, you take this one. Uh, so bug eater is an, uh, it's a large tournament, much like Adepticon is, and like uh, Renegade Open. So there's several different events that are going on there at the same time, and it's held in Omaha, Nebraska, or outskirts thereof. And the whole big drive of what the tournament does is it's a fundraising tournament for the local debate team. Awesome. And so. So basically, uh, from what I've understood, is roughly $25 of every ticket that's sold goes to this high school so that they can send their their key members. Like uh, one example, they're sending one kid to Nashville in the upcoming weeks, and he's only able to go there because of this fundraiser. So they're wow. able to go countrywide and compete in debates. And I know debate is near and dear to uh, Jeff's heart as he's a former debater himself. Yeah, I think that was actually Nationals, not Nashville, just oh. FYI. Well, maybe Wait. the Nationals are in Nashville. I don't keep track well, of that. That, that actually is a possibility. They okay. move it every year. So. Wait, so they, okay. they only send one to national, one person to Nationals? Well, whoever qualifies. You have, dude, you got to qualify for Nationals, dude, and that oh, is not easy. okay, I get it. So I was a debater, I, I, too, by the way. Sorry, I'm, I'm very confused nice. by the whole I debate And not thing. like I a master a... debater, just like <laughs> on speech team. So. Oh, dude, right. I was a total master. No. I, when I, I did a lot of fishing in high school, I was a master baiter myself. I was a. I was like a – I made ceramics. <laughs> I was a master potter. There we go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, I will. I will add that I was Wait. a cunning linguist. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think well, you were a Harry too. Potter. There. Uh, no, I didn't grow a beard until much later. Actually, oh, I did okay. have a lot of hair on the top of my head back then. But um, I, I'm sorry. I guess I was confused. Sure going. Yeah. No, I was just confused by the whole debate thing because I thought there was a team event. It's not a team event. Debate can be. There's also an individual. Yeah, there are multiple. Oh, right. Yeah. Got it. So some some yeah. individual events are individual. Yeah, there's individual events are oftentimes individual. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, there's right. policy debate, which is a two person team. There's Lincoln Douglas debate, which is a single person. There's various speech things, uh, interp oh. original oratory, extemporaneous, both foreign and domestic. You know, I did extemporaneous when I was a kid. Mm. It's awesome. Sounds it's great. all about bullshitting, by the way. It is. And, and Nationals is right. expensive to go to. I, I went twice. It's not cheap. Wow. I like school. how he dropped that. I, I went twice. <laughs> I only made it to state, so that was all. Yeah. Uh, I didn't compete. Sorry. Okay. I only argued with my parents and lost. Well, right. Yeah. That's that's where I was, too, actually. So, well, who would have so, thought So we that's learned. what Bug Eater is. In yeah, right. And, you know, it's it's a long drive. It's a it's a very dull six hour drive for us. Aww. It's funny. Wait, I find it you know, he says it wasn't dull at all. 
He says it's dull because he kept losing the animals on his side of the vehicle. That's true. <laughs> oh, we well, it, it took me till we just got into Omaha to like get my first points driving down. It was he was super pissed because I got llamas halfway down. Oh yeah! Wow. That's like oh, and you got the elk. You got the elk coming back, which you yeah. freaked me out because you didn't say points first. You just screamed <laughs> elk, and I'm like slamming on the brakes, like what? <laughs> We're about to hit an elk. What? Like, this is a wrong area. It was really funny elk. because there was this like elk farm sign, and then like. 12 of them like gathered underneath the sign. It was actually pretty hysterical. <laughs> like, if you didn't know what they were, they were telling you, hey, look, we're elks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I found, I, last year I found that drive to be very refreshing. It's nice and different than the drive to Milwaukee that I take all the time. It's just okay. different. I don't know. Well, it's a lot of windmills, and it's a lot of flat. Nebraska's it's, awesome. It's a couple up and downs, mm. and it's right at the outskirts of where I can handle driving in a one-day setting sort of thing. So, in these days and age, anyway. Yeah. But, whatever. For those of us that grew up on the plains, it's pretty. All right, cool. 100%. All right. So, it's so did we say it was in Omaha? Or just that a it was a really long-ass mm-hmm. drive? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right. So, how many points was it? Thousand? This is thousand points. Uh, theater selectors were available. Two platoons. Two pl- one or two platoons. Yep, theater sure. selects are available, and I did email the TO early on and said, hey, I'm looking at this one from Mark Garden. It's the 30 core. Is this acceptable? And he replied not only to me, to but to everybody who was registered that this particular list from Market Garden was acceptable but had to count, had to count as your two platoons. So you couldn't double platoon the 30 core and end up with four Cromwells on the table. If I remember right, Jeff, there was another limitation there was, in fact, a no flame vehicles limitation. Mm-hmm. Was in fact the only real limitation uh, yeah. at the tournament, which so. made me sad inside because I have my flame hetzer that originally goes with the army I painted. Right, and I it would cried. have been your one tank. It would have been my one tank. Yeah. So, so maybe one we go awesome through what tank. you guys what you guys took instead to start with. So, obviously, Pat, you took thirty core. I took thirty core, which was uh, three. Full, full 10 man squads of infantry, two of them were veteran. I mm-hmm. uh, had a transport, which was a 30 CWT, which is a 10 man capacity with a medium machine gun. I had um, the artillery observer, of course, with a buddy, just because it's nice to have a buddy when you're trying to get killed all the time. I ran a regular second lieutenant. I ran two 25 pounders and two Cromwells. And that Yikes. was that was it. Ten order dice. Ten order dice. Okay, well that's that's Pretty okay for a thousand. Yep. It's okay. It's not not the end all be all, but uh, you had two tanks, which makes a big difference. Still, yeah. Spoiler alert: not the only one that did that. Oh yeah, really, so Jeff? What did you run? Yeah, I was not the only yeah, one that had two point. tanks. Jeff had two. Yeah, Jeff may have had two well, tanks. Well, Jeff's weren't tanks. Yeah. Well, no, they're not. Oh no, they're um, not. I, I brought my. I we talked a little bit about it. I talked it over with Dave, and I decided. Of all the tournaments you're ever going to get to do it at, this was the one to do it. So, I because of the two platoon format, so I brought my seventh Neville Warfare Brigade rather than my flame thing. So a Neville Warfare Brigade. Oh, yeah. Did you did you research this? So is this actually a thing? Or yeah. Did you just, okay. This is an actual thing. They served uh, on the Eastern Front, Normandy, Battle of the Bulge. They were there because of many them. things. Bug eaters definitely up on the historical theming of sure. what people bring. Right. Yep. It's how much you talk to your opponent about what cool historical thing you researched. But yeah. anyway. It, it yeah. doesn't really matter. No, it so okay, so matter. what was in your list? You said <laughs> <laughs> a Neville Warfare division sounds amazing. Well, walking into this, 
as we discussed it, you were undecided on which direction you really wanted to go. So I'm excited to find out what you actually decided on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's two platoons. Uh, first platoon is a regular second lieutenant by himself. Uh, uh, Eight-man squad of grenadiers with a couple, with uh, three Panzerfaust three assault rifles. Three Panzerfaust. Holy, Holy cow. Shit. Yeah, you were well, messing around. Okay. That well, unit's got yeah. a purpose. Yep. You need um, you need that multiple mul- multiplicative. Look, man, I anti-tank. I'm like I'm with I'm with Paul. When I fire Panzerfaust, I miss. So I figure if I bring three, one of them's probably going to hit. I, I like those odds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's and a, I that's never miss with all three the whole tournament. So I never miss with all three. I did miss with two quite often. Um, and then that platoon has the five man Brandenburger squad in it. Because yeah. Brandenburgers <sighs> say you know hello like hey hello morning good morning neighbor. Well, yeah, and they're, they're dressed up as uh, USMPs, so, you know, I got them changing a road sign and everything, because it's a Battle of the Bulge list. There's a little Battle of the Bulge. Uh, they did yeah. that. Then they did do that. Yeah, they right? really it's did it's that. All, it's all historical. Uh, I brought the, um, I got the new field gendarmes on the motorcycle. It's the two guys with the uh, German Shepherd, and I, I just stuck an MMG on it, so I'd have an MMG bike team for my armored yep. car slot. Okay. Which is very good. It's a nice yeah, use I'd, of that slot. It's cheap. Yeah. Oh, God, it's a great unit. And then uh, brought a Nebelwerfer for the artillery piece and a Panzerwerfer for my, for my, in my tank slot oh. in that platoon. So a single platoon with two Nebelwerfers. Not too bad. Nice. Well, that's the first platoon. <laughs> wait. That's the first platoon. But wait. What? There's more. <laughs> but wait. There's more. Why buy one when you can get two at twice the price? Uh, second platoon has a regular second lieutenant chilling out. Two of those grenadier squads, eight man with three assault rifles, three Panzerfausts. <laughs> two of those. Yeah. All right. They're I'm all regulars. Man. So, yeah. so you had nine Panzerfausts. Correct. <laughs> oh my god! Well, okay. Dude, the guy in the car with me coming down's got two Cromwells, man. Right. <laughs> he knew very well there's a chance to be two tanks. So yeah, yeah I'm he, bad. And when I, other guy is worse. Okay. And when I play. <laughs> right. And when I played last year, I played a list with two Shermans in it. So it's right. not like this is on a thing that's going to be like, oh, my God, I've never seen this before. Yes, so, fair enough. You know, I've been assaulted by two tanks frequently in my time at Buggy, yep. so I'm not screwing around. I yep. brought nine Panzer I remember that. Fair enough. Uh, the armored car, I brought the, uh, the since it was in the selector, is a Luke's mid-term. So it's a, it's a Puma chassis, but it's got the Luke's Panzer Luke's turret on it. So it's uh, Armor 7 with a light auto cannon, but it's closed top, thank God. For the armored car. That's great. That's nice. Great. How many points is that? hundred even. Light battle cannon. I, yeah, that's cool. Dude, I like that, that thing was thing was a freaking MVP the whole tournament. It got killed like three times, but it was awesome. Yeah, but a lot of really fun play with that, I imagine. Yes. Okay. Terribly fun play. And then a Nebelwerfer and a second Panzerwerfer. <laughs> Sneak that one in there. Another <laughs> And then a second one. Yeah, so there's two Nebelwerfers, two Panzerwerfers in the list. Ouch. Jeez. There's some more. Yeah, you, you, wow. You'd, you'd think so, but it went exactly like we thought it would. So. Oh, okay. okay, all right. Um, Pat, and, well, we already talked about Pat's was. Okay, so let's. We've got all your lists out of the way. Well, actually, yeah, so we got the list out of the way, and I know it's going to be long, so I want to condense this. So going into the tournament, each of you had decided to kind of take a chance. Would you agree mm. with that? Yeah, I, I felt the the glaring weakness in my list was having only three squads of yep, infantry, just the three, and infantry. that was that was going to be really tough because I knew a lot of it was was going to be 
um, claiming objectives and order dice and you know that kind of thing. And, right. and that was kind of that was kind of a tough sore spot. And then Jeff, for you, it was the multiple Nebelwerfers and the possibility of hit versus miss and hobby wrecking. Yeah, I, I believe that was the label I printed out for him. Yeah, everybody was like talking shit about how these things are going to ruin someone's hobby. Um, second spoiler alert: I never chain hit a freaking thing the whole weekend. So. Oh, that! If okay. it does, it's amazing. If it doesn't, it's yeah, yeah. Like, it's garbage. But and the reason you take the list is that one, <clears throat> that one time that it just hits that just lights everything up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you think so? All right. So that's walking into the tournament. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, so how many players? There's a lot of players. The third uh, or 28. 28. 28. Yeah, okay. that was nice. a big turnout. Great turnout. Yeah. That's a great turnout. That's a, yeah. I had signed up and had to back out because it turns out my youngest daughter graduated that night, so I couldn't. Yeah, they it. actually didn't have you off the list. You're still on there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, we could have I, grabbed your swag bag. I feel really bad because I definitely had sent in to let them know I wasn't going to make it, so. Yeah, you're you're fine, dude. It's uh, plus your swag bag wasn't worth stealing, so okay. All right. Well, they could have got a template. They stole a template it up and like six dice. Yeah, no, no worries. That's true. The dice would have been worth. They refunded my money and took care of everything exactly as you would expect it to happen. So I wish I had been able to make it, but no. Next year, yes. Yes, next year. I anticipate going next year. So awesome. Good. Good. Yeah, I I was actually we missed you guys. Very yeah, highly envious of, of the fact that you guys were not like I'm like I saw pictures and I was like oh I really wish I was there, but anyway so let's talk about your round one. Who did you guys face round one? So the mission was sectors. Oh, it's and yeah. so this is the one where you divide the table into four. Uh, I won the roll for side, so I was able to pick the side that had the most advantage in the the, the sector of it, and they had to go opposite. Who'd you and play? A, um, I played the same guy that I lost to round five last year. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Um, Ian something or another. Uh, he's great one of the guys Pat. that plays it. What's that? <laughs> it's a great notes, Pat. Well, right? I'm just giving you shit. That's fine. I was so avoiding Ian. last names. No, Ian. Yeah, so Ian. He, right. he plays with the, the Wahoo Warrior guys, so oh, he knows right. who okay. he is. Right on. Yeah, yeah, he does know who he There's is. There's several <laughs> Facebook pages that uh, post that, that are uh, a tribute to who he is. Um, Sweet. Cool. Yeah, so he was playing a late war French list. Wow. Uh, he had a second Louis. He had two, three... He had two squads regulars, two squads veterans, machine gun team, mortar team, sniper team, bazooka team, and he Ooh. had a Stuart, Ooh. and he also had two half-tracks, both that had heavy machine guns on them. How many machine guns on the Stuart? Uh, this, this is the the M5A1, so it's just the one in the coaxial. Okay. And he also had the pintle on that one, too, so three. All right. So uh, he had to deploy first, and this is kind of where, like, this is where the game came down to, and I'm not, I still am befuddled by his his very first deployment was the Stuart on the road up almost as far as it could have possibly been up. And I'm like, okay, 25-pounder uh, in the woods focused on the road. What's next? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really puzzled by that. I mean, maybe my he first was really excited about playing with the Stewart. So I don't know. Could have been. Maybe he beat me last year and thought I was a pushover. I don't know. Anyway, so he continued to. We did the deployment. We went through the game. Uh, 
round two, he takes out one of my 25-pounders, would be the only unit he took out. And then I systematically started squashing all his stuff. So I had the left flank, okay. which was crumbling, and all, I had some veterans over there, which he was focusing all kinds of fire on, so I kept them down between rounds, which they shrugged three pins, saved the unit, by the way. He was focusing so much fire on that, and the Cromwell came in to support that left flank and then took care of everything else. He had moved his troops away from his transport. We realized at the beginning of round three, I'm like, uh, hey, you got to take that transport off because my down guy's there and the closest thing. Right. He's like, uh, crap. And on the right-hand flank, which was the diagonal in the road, I was firing on his M5A1, which put some pins on it. His first order failed, slammed in reverse to the end of the board, and pretty much kept that out of the game. His transport came up. He was able to use a bazooka team out to fire on one of my Cromwells, flubbed the roll, and then the Cromwell blew up the transport with the remaining guys in it, threw them everywhere. I had my other team come into the truck and start basically picking away at the flank of his other veteran squad, pinning, killing a couple of guys, getting multiple hits and multiple pins on it where he couldn't do anything with it. And then by turn five, he just kind of like shrugged his shoulders, put his hand out, said, good game, man. You got me. I can't do anything else. Cool. Mm, ouch. Okay. So major victory for me, game one. Boop, boop. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Jeff, how was your excited. first game? My first game was flipping awesome. Um, <laughs> And that's and it's not because I won it. It's because I got to play Sean Villamont. Oh, it's right. Wahoo Warrior. And you got yeah, to play Wahoo Warrior. First, he's, he's kind of first a personal round. hero for you, too. Uh, yeah, he's most of the reason I got into Bolt Action was watching his stuff on YouTube. So it was like right trying. I got to play a dude and try not to fangirl out there, which is <laughs> not, not think, easy for me. I was going to say, I think there were a couple times on the way down the first time you are like, Smack me if I become too fanboyish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was when we were going to Adepticon. Yeah. Like, I still want to see this guy, but but don't 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 let me act stupid. Yeah, yeah I don't want to be weird, but like I'm like you're like you know my idol in bolt action kind of. And so and of... now we've spent a fair amount of time with him. He's a great guy. Like, dude, super cool. Yeah, man. Not even just like not even like everything you see on YouTube is pretty much him. Yeah, hundred percent. Dude is super cool. So um, I'm going to describe a little of this game, but uh, this one's actually on YouTube on his YouTube channel. He filmed it. And you can watch most of my round that I played with him there. Cool. So, so I would recommend checking it out. You'll learn some tactical things. We talked about it. At, he talks a little bit about decisions he made that strongly affected his ability to win that game, and I completely agree with him. But uh, yeah, sectors. He won the role, and he picked the table quarters, and he picked to put himself behind the church. And he'll talk about that in his video that, like, he should have stuffed me back there to block my line of sight with those Nebelwerfers. Mm -hmm. And he's absolutely right. I had a devil of a time deploying the two standard Nebel. The Panzerwerfers don't care. They'll drive out for the shot. But the sure. two Nebelwerfers, that sucks because they got to run to move anywhere, right? So that's a turn of fire they're not going to be firing. Sure. Yeah. So okay. he was absolutely right in that. But anyway, it was a really good game. Um Honestly, but the thing that, I mean, I got a couple Neville Warfer hits here and there. For whatever reason, I think he we talked about not moving into that building before the game started, the big church. And then, like, turn two or three, he moved his lieutenant into the building. And I was like, I, you almost see me do a little jig there. Because I was like, okay, dude, I can't pass this up. And I just started Neville Warfing the ever-loving crap out of that building. <laughs> because it's a huge building, and right. anything within six of the building gets hit. So I was like, I can't not take these shots. Yeah. Right, because there's a bunch of stuff within six yeah. inches of it, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And by Neville Warfing. Did you, did you guys 
count it as one large building? No, it's three buildings. Okay, good, good, good choice. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's three buildings. There's there's four Nebel Warfers. So. Well, yeah, and I mean, they all could see that big-ass church, so there's no way I'm not going to fire at it. And three buildings right. is the right call. That's how we played it the year before, so. Yeah, yeah. We talked about, we we talked through all this stuff before the game Good. started, so we knew it. And he even looked me right in the eye and said, man, I can't put anybody in that building. And I was like, it'd be a bad idea. And then he just totally did. And I was like, mm. <laughs> All plans change with contact with the enemy. Yeah, right. Yeah, He's yeah. Like, well, and he knew it. But honest <laughs> to God, the game, I think the, the shot that changes the game, in my opinion, is I put a lieutenant on ambush when I snapped to action my Nebelwerfers because, you know, you got to give the lieutenant some order, right? And he brought that friggin' Armor 6 Buffalo with two units in it, and he's going to drive it over this little hill, and the flamethrower dude's going to pop out and mm-hmm. torch my Nebelwerfer. Open top. And, I was, and he starts yep. to move, and I was like, i, I got to take my ambush shots, thinking, you know, if I get lucky and hit it, and I'd put some pins on it, right? It's got hard cover, roll a 6 to hit, so I was like, okay, it hits. And I was like... Well, I'm going to roll damage because it is soft skin, but, you know, it's just going to be a pin. I roll a six to damage it. <laughs> and we're looking at each other. It's like, well, roll on the damage chart. And I rolled a five. Oh, oh there and goes killed the buffalo. It. Oh, my buffalo's God. Buffalo's gone. The buffalo unit's down. Buffalo down. Was it, was it an actual buffalo? No, it's the armor six version. Okay, yeah. It's the same. Like, a buffalo is actually armor seven. And I was like, that's yeah, the big yeah. difference between the, the LVT troop transport and the buffalo. Yeah. Now that but I, it's also like fifty points cheaper to right. be the armor six have, version. <laughs> yeah, and it can have more MMGs than a buffalo yeah. can too. But yeah. armor seven, armor seven's a big deal. It, it, well, it would have been there; yeah. it would have been huge. Yeah, but yeah. Just a freak shot from the lieutenant, killing it, dumping the two units, and putting wounds on them. It's just like <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of wounds for just an MMG sh- or like a well, what a friggin' did, assault rifle yeah, shot. Assault rifles. Yeah, that's it was ridiculous. So that that. You don't That's expect, it, you can't count on that to happen. Oh, no, hell no. Which is like no. Lock. Yeah. I was doing it purely for it to pin on it so the flamethrower wouldn't wharf my nebbles with flame. <laughs> you know? no, one, no one wants fully toasted nebble, no, nebbles. No, no. no. Most, things, most things in my list don't react well to bullets. Or flamethrowers. <laughs> or flamethrowers, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Most well, yeah, it was a great react, game. So. Super fun, and we, you know, we sat and talked about it afterwards, and it was, I don't know, it was a really fun game, so... I, I highly recommend watching it just because he's a really good player and you can learn a lot from watching that game on things you can and maybe shouldn't do in a game of bolt action. Mm-hmm. We can we can post it on Facebook after this episode releases. Well, make yeah, sure yeah. Share but it anyway, sh- dude, Sean's Sean's flipping awesome. So that was like that. If I had lost every game at the tournament after that, I'd have still been happy because I got to play the game, Sean. Cool. So right. Not fanboying at all, though. No, trying uh, not to. Try. Right. I didn't ask for his autograph. I held back. I didn't did like. You, I wasn't like signed. You did like, sign, ask for, sign did ask for a right? I thought about it. Yeah. It's like sign my Nebelwerfer, please. <laughs> okay. All right. I did. I contained myself. You, you did well. Good job. All right. Um, so that did you say that was a win for you? Major win. Major yeah. win. Okay. Great. Yeah. So let's moving moving right along. Round two. That comes after one, last I heard. Yep. Lies, lies and slander. Uh, round two was key positions, and this is the one where, from the book, you roll D3 and add two, and you and your opponent alternate putting it out. However, the TO during the lunch break had went out and he placed, so there's two on your side of the table, two on your opponent's side of the table, basically like 12 inches in and 20-some inches up, and then there's one in the center. And it was the same, no matter what table you're playing on, There was, they were the exact same. So pre-placed, 
essentially. Pre pre-placed. And okay. to hold an objective, you have to have an, an infantry, artillery, or armor with 7 plus or greater within 3 inches of the objective at the end of the game and no enemies within 3 inches of it. Empty transports don't count, and basically you have to control you have to control two or more. Two or more. Okay, yes, two or more. Sorry, totally no. thought I misscored something. Two or more <laughs> to get a major victory. If it's if it's one or more, then it's a minor victory. If it's equal or whatever, then it's a draw. So you okay. two more than your opponent. Yeah. So there's five. Yeah. You have two, they have zero major victory. You have three, they have one major victory. If the difference is one, it's a minor. Okay. Right. Anything, yeah. Okay. All right. So so how did you do, Pat? I... Or who'd you play? I got Mr. Stents again. Oh, boy. Two tournaments in a row, but this is a game two, not a game three. Well, and you've seen his fins. He, he probably didn't even change uh, his list, did he? He said he didn't, but there's just, there's some subtle differences in here. Okay. So um, it's very similar. So he's got the one unit of the Kakpario, or we I'd collectively just start and call them then K-holers because they come in your back line and, you know. Mess, yeah, they do a colonoscopy, stuff. yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So and sniper team, anti-tank rifle. He's got this this uh, howitzer with the medium, the medium howitzer, sorry, v, uh, the BT-42, which is the turret mount to medium howitzer on a tank, 8+. plus. Yeah. That's that's that a thing's nice. nasty little beast. Yeah, that's a nice find. I don't know why every fin doesn't run that. Uh, sure. He's got the he's got the recon squads, continuation war rifle squads, and stuff like that. So he's, he's it's a solid list. There's no doubt about it. Eleven order dice. Uh, this this was actually my this is actually the favorite game I had after all the rest of them I played in the tournament. Honestly, John, this was the best game I think you and I have ever played. Uh, this is the only game that went the full three hours. Like, we had four minutes to spare, and we didn't even get to rolling to see if there would be a seventh round or not because mm-hmm. there just wasn't time. Uh, both of us were really put to the test several different times. I could actually see and smell John's brain just working away as to what he was supposed to do. I felt that was a good thing for me. I was putting him in positions where he didn't have any clear decisions. Um, order dice-wise, uh, I think i had actually destroyed more units than he did but this is a key position thing and it came down to so it came down to turn six um i have i have my one of my cromwells had actually made it to the backfield and is very clearly going to destroy his mortar team which was the only thing that he could move to contest one of the objectives in his zone he's got two units standing in one objective in his other zone he has one of the objectives in my zone, and we have a Cromwell in one of his units in the other objective of my zone. In the center is a sniper, and I've got a unit that is very easily could advance, advance and contest. So it comes down to I can advance, shoot, possibly kill his sniper and take that objective, or I can charge him, destroy him, and definitely take the objective, or I can just stand there and play for the draw. Well, we know I don't play for draws. And the only mistake I made is I didn't realize one of my units, one of the guys in the five-man unit was still behind a hedgerow. So instead of it being I roll dice and wipe him out and whatever, it becomes simultaneous. Mm -hmm. And he's got vets with tough fighters and ends up winning, (laughs) destroying that unit, which turns a hold off for a draw or go swing for the fence for a win to a minor loss or minor victory for him. Mm -hmm. It's only five points. But even looking back at it, I still would have done the same thing. <laughs> I don't like to play for draws. I don't think that's very fun. Take um, the chance. I, 
you know, in, in also in, in a tournament in this in this standpoint where five points is a world of difference, maybe it would have been wiser for me to have played the draw to, to worry about games later on where that five points could have made a difference. But in the moment, you got to play for the win. I was going to say it's right? round two. It's not round five. Like you, you can't. You got to stop doing math at some point and just play the way you want to play. And, that and besides that, like I could have could have said I beat John. As it was when I. You know, we were at the break at lunch, and I'm talking to some of the other guys. And how'd you do? I'm like, ah, oh, had a minor, had a minor loss to John Stenson. Like, high five, woohoo, nice job, took points <laughs> off him. <laughs> Obviously, he's won the last two years in a row down there. Just, uh, just for anyone who doesn't know that, he's great. So, you know, and it's a lot of the same guys, and they they recognize his name and know the caliber of player he is. And they're like, finally, there's a crack in the armor. We have a chance. Someone else can get points and get in there. So, <laughs> and then yeah. sitting at lunch with John, he was like, you could have played that for a draw. Oh, you should have done that, and then I wouldn't have had to play that guy I played the next round that beat me. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. Here, John saying, "Tell me, I should have played for a draw instead of a, instead of a win and taking the loss." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, that was funny. Well, he's gonna. So yeah, it was. That, but. It was a really fun game, and I think any other scenario, I think I may have beaten him, just just the way our list stacked up together. Sure. But because it was just a very, you know, it didn't matter what you did back and forth. It was a matter of where you were positioned, and John is so good at positioning those type of things. I mean, he had one unit that honestly came on the table the first turn, and they never moved from that point, and they didn't do anything other than they were just a target and a deterrent, and that's all they were, and that's all he played them for. And it was not a lot of players have the smarts to do that. Yeah. Cool. Every, right. Everyone feels they need to move their stuff up to try and do something with it. But he he thinks a little a little past that. Usually does. All right. So minor loss to you. That's minor still loss. Pretty, five still points. Pretty good. Still pretty I'm good. I'm sitting at twenty five mm-hmm. right now. Okay. All right, Jeff. And who is your round two opponent? I feel bad because this is the only guy whose name I don't remember. Ugh. But uh, it was an American list. I think Pat played him at some point. American list. He had two Stewarts, the five machine gun Stewarts. I mean, they're LMGs now. Two of them. Yeah, two of them. Oosh. And like seven Jeez units of eight, six Corey. or seven U.S. bros. Corey, thank you. Corey, Corey. Yep. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was it. Ouch. So he's got a bu- That's gross. He's got like seven units of bros, okay. Americans, with uh, yeah. BARs, and that's all you need with Americans. Right. When it was a legitimate stewards, MSU yeah. list. Okay. Totally two, MSU. Yeah, two bazookas and the yep. two stewards. Yep. And it's just like, that's a lot of bros. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, you know it's the it's the five objective points, and I was like, "All right, well, let's see what we can do here." Um, and I got my armored car killed first turn because I forgot he had a second bazooka team. <laughs> so I'd raced my armored car up to cause some havoc with his he had dude. Two? He's got it's well, he's well, double uh, platoon, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. Pretty By sure. The sounds of it, it's a double platoon. Unless that one was incredibly mobile, but no. Oh yeah, he had two. Uh, yeah, he had two. Oh, that's you're not asking Pat, if it's Pat possible. Pat played him, so he's got You're the list. Like, did his yeah. list actually have two? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I totally forgot he had a bazooka team off the board, so I ran my armored car up there, you know, the halfway up the board, and his bazooka team comes on and just puts a bazooka around through the front of it, and I was like, well, piss, that was dumb of me. But it's, that's And that's just me forgetting that he still had a bazooka team off. You know, I just miscounted, and that's my own fault. Whoops. But uh, he has tons of little units, and so it's this one isn't a terribly interesting game in that... I would nebble warf. He was staying spread out as best he could, so I was basically nebble warfing single targets. Oh, so he's he's and, kind of countering your list. Well, yeah, everybody does. It's not right. that hard no, actually. No, when you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to keep my shit all 
piled up together. The, the, get ready. This is a theme for the next four games. Uh, but um, <laughs> it's a big, it's uh, a big table. Yeah. Yeah, well, there, and there's lots of, I mean, this was one of the most open tables there, and it's still blocked line of sight all over the place. Oh, shoot. Right. Which table are you on? The, one of the two fish, table, fish, oh, fish sure, tables. Oh, sure, Yeah, okay. Yep. The one yeah. that had the big temple in the center. Yeah, that would, okay, yeah, I played temple. in that one, uh, game five. Yeah. I wish I'd seen more of these tables. What are you talking about? A temple? Well, temple, yeah, it had like a Buddha temple in the middle. Okay. It's not a huge one. It looks like it came out of a big aquarium. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. But it was fine. So I think I killed, you know, just shooting a lot. And finally, I think halfway through, he figured out that, you know, he the stewards were probably just better used running up and killing my Panzerwerfers, which he finally tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I was driving them up trees and anything I could to keep them out of, from getting shot. Uh, and their mobile shooting. I think I killed six of his seven infantry squads. But tanks Jeez. could claim in this one. Oh, it was oh. ridiculous. Um. It was a lot of killing back and forth, but end of the game, I could claim enough to get a minor win off of him. You know, I moved up, I sat, I finally got to shoot some Panzerfoss into a Stuart, and I fired all three and killed one, which was awesome. The other one kind of just played ring around the rosy with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, trying to stay off. I, I would fire one at a time because he would recce with them away from me. So it was like, I got three, I'm going to fire one, make you recce. I'm going to fire one, make you recce. But it was... Um, it was a fun game, but it's definitely a long game. <laughs> I don't think there's anything, there's nothing terribly exciting. There was no, like, oh, my God, that's a really cool moment in the game, right? Okay. If that makes sense? Yeah, it was know. just kind of a grind fest. It was just kind of a game? It was a game, and it was a grind. So, I got, I got minor shenanigans to call on this. <clears throat> no? Um, so, I was looking at the M3 Street, his list here, and mm-hmm. I was looking at, and, and it's nothing, it's nothing on Corey. Uh, this is the way Army Builder has it, but there, from what I'm seeing in the book and the fact is there's a 10-point discrepancy between what he has for selections and what I'm coming up for with points, and it's 10 points to his favor. No, whatever. Mm. I mean, 10 points wasn't going to save it. <laughs> well, times two. Yeah, it's yeah, like 20-point so point advantage. So he's like, you know, at a 10-20. I'm just saying that, you know, again, we, we, do, we do talk about, you know, a lot of us rely on Army Builder, but do your diligence to double jack because army builder's not flawless or easy army yeah. isn't flawless well, and this is yeah. a case where uh, you know uh, it's a difference between the books and the costing and and what actually happens with some of the options so yeah so it should have been it should have been 10 points more because the base cost in the US army book is a little bit different and they had that 10 point deduct in the FAQ and then they you know slammed the MMGs to LMGs and that kind of stuff but Points-wise, from what I've seen, and I've checked it a couple times, I'm not going to do it tonight again here, but, yeah, so there's a there's a 10-point discrepancy between what the actual costing, if you are going from the Army book and the FAQ versus what the online tool it was, was spitting out. So just a heads-up and a reminder to, uh, you know, just double-check it, do your due diligence, and make sure you're not missing anything. Yeah, so. that's a good call. You should always double-check your list against the numbers, oh. you know. I mean, yeah, but, yeah I, a, I never do that. I should probably do that. Yeah. Well, for bigger tournaments, I would recommend it. Yeah, but, fair enough. You know, so, whatever. And, and I kind of had a thing where, you know, when my second my second opponent, John, was, like, looking at my list, and just because Army Builder didn't have a 30-course selector, so I had my, my carryover, my second platoon, I've got a tank and a 25-pounder, and John's like, so your tank counts as your second as your lieutenant in the second one? I'm like, 
here, John, open up the Market Garden book for him. Like, this is the selector, you know, Easy Armor didn't have it, so I just had to make sure I had the points accounted for and double-checked them and all stuff. He's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. So Easy Army isn't perfect. It isn't always up to date, so just it's it's good to double-check your own numbers against that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah so always, gonna, be, always be aware. Yes. Who yeah. checks the list for Operation Snafu? Oh, that's you, me. You, you, did you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's you. It's yeah. like it's sent to you. Everybody, yeah. you better double-check your lists. Yeah, I'll, I'll be checking in for Recon Rumble because I know there's a lot of vehicles and a lot of pitfalls in there, but yep. Uh, yep. I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll catch what's what's missing. Yeah. So for the record, you, you guys laughed when I brought nine Panzerfaust. That was a two-tank list. I know they're light tanks, but that's a two-tank list I saw. Again. Hey, those so. M3 Stewarts were pouring 18 shots into infantry, I'm, so... Dude, dude, 18 shots at my freaking Nebelwerfers, man. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and 100% legal, according to the yep. selection for the tournament. Do well, that's what I'm saying, right? Absolutely. They absolutely are. Yep. They absolutely are. It's just like, if you if you see nine Panzerfoss and you're like, dude, why would you bring that? would be like, um, I routinely see two tanks, man. I'm, I'm bringing it all. Yep. And if <laughs> right? you can't roll Snafu, then you need that. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. And if my sixes were off... Oof. Generally well, speaking, by the time you get to take a Panzerfaust shot, the Panzerfaust shot, the best thing you're looking at is fives. Yeah. Generally move, speaking, move long almost range. always long range. Yep. yep. And that's assuming you get a clean shot without cover, too. Yes. So that so that being said, then, after two rounds, where are you guys standing? Both. Uh, I'm 35, 20, 25. 15. Okay. Yeah, 2015 cool. to right. 35, yeah. All right. So rolling into round three. And round three so was round three. on the same day, right? Saturday? Yeah, Correct. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. This is your third round. game of the day, right? So this is this is my dreaded third round game. <laughs> this is where you're starting to get super tired and generally speaking. Yeah. Um like so this, the mission on this one is surrounded. And I say that because so Josh is really clever. Well, you'll you'll read the title like, oh yeah, I played surrounded out of the book. However, you have to read his tournament pack because he generally speaking changes one word, and it totally changes what the game is. Yeah, that's an understatement. So now surrounded as a whole, generally speaking, favors the attacker. It, it historically does, and I get the, I lose the roll for it. And he takes you know I wanted to be the attacker because well I get the extra dice and bombardment against units for the British special rule. And I don't get it, and I have to be the defender, and I'm like, duh, crap. <laughs> um, but so here's the difference. So you, it's, it's, the difference between is confused fight when the wording on it is very – so in the actual book, it's your – confused fight means you can come in on any board edge except for where the last unit came in. However, he snuck in the word enemy unit in front of that. Totally changes the game. Yep. So now I can bring my unit in on this whatever edge, say it's the my opponent's edge. Now that means he can't bring any units in that edge at all until I move into another edge or it's another turn. Oh, interesting. Totally changes the scope of the game. And I was talking to him about this afterwards. He's like, yeah, this is kind of one of my favorite ones to throw in there just because it really forces people to think differently about everything and what's going on. And so my opponent for the third round was the same one that Jeff had just nebble worfed a bit. A little bit of worfing. A little bit of worfing. And I didn't have as much trouble with his little recce tanks as you did. <laughs> I his, wonder why. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, and he he was clearly, uh, Jeff had really just punched around a little bit because he was just, he was exhausted and he was visibly exhausted. And I'd, I was too, 
but I think because you know two weeks ago I had that game day that kind of you know kind of like when you do a marathon run you go out and you do longer stretches and longer stretches that was still feeling pretty coherent for this so I'm feeling pretty good but then I'm the defender and I'm like oh boy and turn one he's putting pins on a unit that I didn't really think about the cover from an angle well enough and I didn't support that angle he's just pouring all the stuff in from one side and then I get my Cromwell on. I'm like, okay, we're in, we get my first Cromwell, and I shut down that side. And I, he's not, so he's not going to bring any of those um, bazooka teams in on top of me because I've closed that side off for him. He has to go somewhere else. And I keep not bringing any other units on and going the reserve down game that you can do in that first turn. And finally, I start bringing stuff on to the corner where he had left behind all these little one and two man units his lieutenants uh, his depleted mortar team and so this is a kill dice scenario as well so every dice you take first of all you're taking away and you're getting advantage but you're getting points for it and i roll in behind with a squad in a truck and just start plucking these one two man units and forcing the other units nearby down um, my artillery strike actually deviates off the board doesn't do anything yes it can do that in case anyone's curious it really sucks when it happens uh, not people getting artillery bombarded but when it's your own it sucks and i'm using my cromwells one of them is shooting ahead as Stuart to make it move so the other one could blow him up it was pretty fun it was nice use of that uh i think it was about an hour and a half maybe an hour and 40 minutes and we get to turn four and he just kind of i had basically systematically plucked up every unit or overpinned everything that was on the board i hadn't taken any casualties and he just says you got me man i can't do anything else so, major win for me to end the game, end the day. Right on. All right. Uh, Jeff? Wow, that's that's pretty good for your third game in the same yeah. day. Well done. Yeah, this is the first time I had ever won a game three on a same-day tournament, so I was pretty happy about it. Uh, he'd also had, I don't know what group he had played with or what had happened, but he didn't understand the recce rules very well. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And... I actually told him what the correct record rules were instead of just, you know, in a tournament letting him make his own mistakes. But I'm like, no, let's 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 play this correctly. Let's get it right. So he thought a recce was still in version one where it had to be a reverse move and it could only be uh, an advance. And I'm like, well, first of all, that wasn't rule one. It was advance or run. Uh, and also in version two, now there's three criteria that you have to meet at the end of a recce move, which is you either have to be further away from, your t- from things shooting you, you have to be in cover, or you have to be out of sight. You can do forward, backwards, doesn't matter, and you get your, your normal move. If you are dual directional steering, you can make a run backwards. So that's the difference. He's like, oh, wow, that, that's a lot easier to get away. I'm like, yeah, it is. That's why everyone hates Recky. Oh, okay. And I still let him run himself into trouble and whatever. So now you can yeah. only you can only fix it so much, right? Right. No. Yeah. Well, first time using Recky if he's learning new rules about it but okay well, it is what it is it was it was a major victory for me i liked it yeah no that's well done great. yeah <laughs> yeah and jeff how was your so round three? uh my round three was very interesting um i was playing ed uh ed's from colorado and he's playing uh an early war french army which was sort of cool because he's like, hey, do you want to see my list? You know, do you know all this stuff is? And I was like, no, dude, it's good. I'm actually very familiar with this list. <laughs> it's like he's playing a lot of the same things I play. So it's like, no, dude, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm cool with this. Um, 
we rolled off. He won the roll and picked Defender. And I'm going to tell you personally, I flip and hate this scenario. Like, with a passion. Like, a serious passion. Because it's called Surrounded. Um, but who's surrounding It's not who? really. No. Oh, no. Yeah, you're who's right. surrounding who is the big question. Because i got to bring on half my units in the first wave from my table edge, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. I bring my units on, right? It's all good. Okay. They get on there. So the first turn, right? He pulls six of his dice straight. Oosh. Guess where wow. they come in? Directly behind my guys. So suddenly I've got half his army up my butthole where all my boys just came on the board. So I got no cover at all. And he just drives in there and starts shooting the ever-loving piss out of everything. Right? And it's like, okay, this sucks. Now I'm like in a confused, tangled fight here on my edge of the board on the first turn. Which is, um, let's not, let's just say not awesome. However, <laughs> however, what saves the game for me is that he's really concerned about killing my armored car, which is out on the right side of the board, right? So he brings his Samoa 35 on the table over near the edge to try and kill the armored car. And he damages it but doesn't kill it. So he brings his armored car on over on that edge, off the bat, off my table side, but over in that corner, and kills my armored car. And I was like, well, that sucks, but now you're right next to that other table edge, and you've finally run out of dice. So now I get to bring my Grenadier squad with the Panzerfoss on mm-hmm. from that side of the table. Three Panzerfoss into the armored car, set it on fire, it bails, and it's dead. Okay. Uh, and then a turn later, I got the next squad came on, put three Panzerfoss into the Samoine, put that one on fire and killed that one so it's like the two things i was really concerned about thankfully i got to kill only because he had them way the hell off inside if he'd have drove those up in the middle of the board i think he would have wrecked me right because i just didn't have the ability to get anything near it that could hurt it because i can't come on from my long table edge yeah that kind of sucks because he shut it down right well because he got the first five five dice out man there's like nothing i could do now in the meantime thankfully (laughs) The, the Nebelwerfers are getting chewed to pieces by bros like jumping out of trucks and shooting them. But the Panzerwerfers, because the two things that could hurt them, because their armor 7 close top, or over on the right side, start firing at the stuff he deployed in the center of the board as the defender. And he put an artillery piece, a medium one of his medium artillery pieces, in a building. And in the building next to it was his lieutenant. And then in the courtyard by the building is a squad of guys. Rut row. Yeah, and I was like, I again, mm. I'm not going to pass this shot up. <laughs> You're going to light this shit up, yeah. Right. But the best part is he's like, well, as I hit the building with the artillery piece in it. But it's three stories. And he's like, okay, roll for the roof first. And I roll it, and it's like, oh, that hits the roof. That's not going to get anybody. And I was like, yeah, but mm. i got to roll my 2d6 hits. Yep. Rolled a 10. Built nice. A 10 down. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing I, I hit roof. everybody. <laughs> It's like, center building's down, the artillery piece is gone. Turn later, I hit the building with a lieutenant in it, I think. And it's like, oh, it blows up on the roof again. And I was like, oh, I gotta roll again. Building comes down. And it's like, that's two buildings. So this, is, so this is your hobby wreck around. Okay, got so, it. So are you, are you tallying buildings on the side of your list or something? I should have been. Yeah. I really should have been. Because I, I was like, two buildings in a game almost never happens for me. Yeah. For so anybody. Excited. That's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. On a, 2D, pretty on a 2d6 awesome. that's pretty good yeah yeah it was that, that part was super awesome okay and then he had some moroccan uh gourmiers over on the right side with the veteran dudes there those guys are 
tough as they, well, they're tough fighters, so they're veteran yep. tough fighters, so they're a very solid unit. However, I got to bring my machine gun motorcycle on his board edge, because nothing came in over there, and start shooting him in the back, and then pin him down in the front with a unit of grenadiers after they got rid of their Panzerfoss, and finally killed those guys out. I got careless with one of my lieutenants, because I forgot that this is scored by order dice, and I brought him off the back half to distract one of his squads, but ended up, he pulled the dice first the next turn, and he ended up killing that lieutenant mm-hmm. before I could get away, which was my fault. Um, and then towards the end of the game, I finally killed his Senegalese guys, which left his transport truck empty in the middle of my army. Oops. So that was like a free dice for me, too. Um, the end of the that game, I killed... Yeah, I love that. <laughs> end of the game, I'd gotten nine of his ten order dice, Oosh, but I couldn't geez. get to the major win because I ran out of things of his to kill. And he had, uh, I think he'd killed five or six of my units, so I could get to the minor win, but I couldn't get to the major win. Oh, you, you lost just I, too much. That, I literally that ran out of things to kill. That yeah. lieutenant. That lieutenant hurt bad. It actually did. Wow. It really did. And also I, keep in mind that if you if you keep him in reserve at the end of the game and don't bring him on, he's casualty anyway. Yes, he is. So, so I, you, he had, you had to come to on somewhere. Yep. Had to come on somewhere. Okay. That's rough. But so it goes. It was, it was a really fun game. Ed's super cool. He, uh... Was a little grouchy. Some of his dice didn't go the way he wanted them to, but I I got along with him fine. <laughs> he's got to just you got to let the let him. You, you got to let the attitude. If he's ad, mad about something, he's not mad at you. He's mad at his dice, and I get that. That's fair. Sometimes. He, he seemed to be one of those process sort of players that he had a process to go through to do anything. From what I had seen in his games. Okay. Well, spoiler alert: he's going to take best ally. So, dude's a solid player mm-hmm. and knows what he's doing to take best ally with the French. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's good saying something. So, okay. dude knows what he's doing. I, I had a good time with him. So, all right. And plus, he's a he's an old he was an MP in the army, so he was like, "Oh, you brought MPs as Brandenburgers. That's that's cool, man." <laughs> so, you know, never hurts to get a compliment on your army. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> no. Cool. But yeah, so minor win for me. And third game of the day, I was very glad to be done because like I was cramping up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a long day. Okay, yeah. so well considering. That these are three-hour rounds, and so we're wrapping up at seven thirty at oh, night, yes. and haven't yes. eaten yet since yeah. noon. Ooh, yes. That's brutal. Okay, I didn't realize that there were three-hour rounds. Okay, yeah. so where are you guys sitting as far as you, you both have? So Jeff, you're two and one. No, no, I, that's uh, two minor wins and a major win. Oh, so, so you're three no. Pat, so you're I'm two major and a minor and a minor loss. So I'm okay. sitting at forty-five points. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I'm sitting at fifty. And yes. most importantly, where'd you guys go to dinner? At some bar or something. Uh, that's the it was across the street, I- basically. Two fine Irishmen. Two fine. That sounds right. Sounds sounds. Actually, up. food is pretty good. I mean, so the seedier the place, generally speaking, the better French dip they have, which is kind of what I gravitate towards. <laughs> so it's pretty good. It's that's not so a euphemism, good. by the no. way. He actually got a French right, dip. No, sandwich. I know. Right? Yeah, literally. It's just been soaking in soaking in grease. Yeah, grease and beef juice for years. Yeah. Yeah. Got I'm it. good with that. Yeah, no, it's probably delicious. It's, I'm sure it tasted great. And fries are pretty uh, damn good too. Some more. Uh, salt I wouldn't know. Too. I got I got the chicken nachos because I wasn't touching any of it. <laughs> you didn't get the shrimp cocktail. What? No. Yeah, I, and so actually, I got to sit across the table from my game one opponent, who continued to badger my two Cromwell lists not only throughout the day at the tournament, but also across dinner in the evening too. That was. A lot did of fun. he also badger you on Facebook? Was he the one that badgered you on Facebook? Yeah, they'd be the same guy. Oh, I thought he was just joking around. He was actually being a jerk. 
I I think he thought he was being funny, but the, uh, the amount of repetition stopped being funny at some point. Okay, all right. So when he's when he's at a table next to me and leaning over and talking to his opponent about how crappy it is to have two Cromwells <laughs> on the table, it's kind of like, well, yeah. You know, at some it. point, yeah. that's when stops being funny. And yeah, that's fair. and that's why it's important when you decide on what you want to take that it is really what it is that you want to take for whatever reason that is. Sure. Because there might not be people that necessarily agree with you 100% on that. And so if There's it's fun, is. if it's what you want to do, then you have to be 100% comfortable with that and yep. and own it. And there's nothing and yep. there's nothing wrong with it. It was legal, you took it. And, you know, if some people don't like it, that's okay and they can express that. You just have to be prepared for for that eventuality. Yeah, I, I did just that. Good. Yep. You got to own it. You got to own that shit. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. So you guys Round have four, shenanigans. Day yeah, two. Whatever you so want. day yeah. two starts at dice rolling at 8 a.m. Oh, God, that's really that is brutal. Fucking super Considering early. I saw pictures of the night before, and like it didn't seem like you guys just went to bed. Well, no, you don't just... Yeah, you're there to have fun. We played a couple of games, you're out of stuff town. like that yeah, too. You're out of town. You're happy. Yeah, right. You gotta have some fun, man. It hurt. Yeah, we had a no, great right. time the year before, so I would yes, we did. expect nothing <laughs> less this year. <laughs> so and I, I did have some time to talk to Josh about that, and he's he's so the main the big thing is that finishing at eleven o'clock, and when lunch kind of shows up at eleven fifteen means we're getting lunch before the forty k lets out. It's kind of like the huge big thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. Which is nice. And he's like, you know, maybe eight thirty we could still do that and be all right. I'm like, yeah, I'd be really appreciated, bro. Thanks. Because <laughs> eight a.m. rolling dice is like, okay, here we go. But yeah. Anyway, so scenario four was meeting engagement. This was stock. Uh, yeah, right out thank of book. God. You know, not a lot of thinking. Uh, for you know Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Um, I had drawn Matt Anderson, who is our clubmate, playing the Finnish players, Finnish Finnish Army, and uh, we were playing at a table that was a very nice looking table. It would look like it still had to finish being painted, but as far as the models and stuff around there, so it was an airfield. And on one side of the table, there was two roads coming in, and basically the other half was closed off on both sides and then on his on the other side was a hangar and there's literally one path that you could get to the center table where this big 12 inch airstrip was i guess for lack of a better term running right down the middle of it and i saw that one that won the roll for table sides and i'm like i'm not on that i'm definitely over here what i told him at the time was the fact that there is a you know an air a, a tower sitting on the one side i'm like i don't want your sniper to be in there Reality, I wanted to make sure there's only one road that his reinforced truck could come on, on, come in on. So one that set up, we're doing a first wave thing. Uh, comes in, I got the Cromwells that can take advantage of the road and get up into firing position. Uh, round one, I put some fire on one, put some pins on sky. Actually, kill an NCO in one of his units. Uh, he's running finished. Did I mentioned that part already. So he's got two of the 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 K holers, as we like to call them. I like to call them. I know what you guys call them. I'm that guy. Uh, he's got some sissy squads and some other stuff. I mean, it's, it's a solid list he's got. Uh, medium artillery. Round one, I ended up exceptionally damaging his middle medium artillery with my 25-pounder. So immediately, I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling pretty relieved on that one, just mm-hmm. having removed that. And actually, I had rolled an extra six, I realized, because I had rolled to hit, rolled to wound, 
rolled. I still had two sixes, rolled two more sixes, and then picked them up and rolled another six and a three. I'm like, oh wait, that's one more. Okay, well, it's really dead. And so those so are like, those are snafus coming up on your dice. Those were sna- those were snafu dice, yes. All right. And I had snafu to hit as well because mm-hmm. he was behind a forest and stuff. Um. He's also got the goofy sniper team. Those Finn snipers are just disgusting, man. Oh, oh and the gosh. ambush automatically and, and plus one to hit. Yeah. So so turn one, I do that, and he's just like, okay, that's kind of gross. Whatever, we can deal with that. And put some killed pins, kill an NCO. Um, move my other stuff onto the board. He moves his stuff on the board. And then turn two comes around, and he... He moves up to take. He moves up. He takes a, a chance, which he had to take at this stage. So he thought. He moves his unit that has two Panzerfaust in it. And they have to move far enough so that the rest of them aren't in cover any, aren't in hard cover anymore to take a shot on the first Cromwell, which he's hitting on fives, and he's got two of them. He rolls a two and a three. It's like, mm, what can you do? And then the Cromwell gets an order dice, melts that unit into half, and puts some pins on another unit. Then the other Cromwell comes in, and now at this point, he had actually, no, sorry, before the Cromwell came in, he had got his transport truck, which had his other unit that had two Panzerfaust and a flamethrower team in it. It's a veteran truck, brings them up the one path he can, Cromwell fires on it, isn't able to do any damage, puts some pins on it. Mm-hmm. So he's still got these two units sitting in there. I get the next order dice, move my transport, God help me, my transport of all things with the mean machine gun, into position, straight line fire, hit, wound, catches fire, and this is a veteran transport, and he flubs the roll. Ouch. So two <laughs> units in style, still a flamethrower, and this team with the two uh, Panzerfoss roll five wounds on the flamethrower team. They're gone. Roll a wound on the, the other unit in there. So they're sitting on three pins and down at the end of round two. So they are just in a rough spot. He closes out the round with his sniper destroying my artillery observer, which had already called in a strike in a very brilliant spot. It comes in, and I'm like, okay, so we've got these five units. They're all in range. They don't even want to go down. One through five, you're taking D3 pins. On a six, you're taking a four-inch HE. He's like, no, I'm not going to worry about that. So put some pins in the sniper. The last unit he had that had two Panzerfoss in it, comes in, pie plate hitting, oh. eradicate all but two guys. They get promoted. He still botches the roll because they're sitting on six pins. They're gone. I don't even get to move to the next unit. He's like, I have nothing left that can do anything. Best I'm going to do is my two uh, my two units outflanking are going to come back, take those artillery positions, but then your reinforcements are going to come take them, take those order dice back, and I'm, I'm already down five order dice at this point, and I, I can't come back. So, 45 minutes, we're done. So is that the third player out of four that's basically said, there's nothing I can do at this point? Yes. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. So well done. Yeah. <laughs> and you all said I was going to ruin people's right. lives. So, you know, back in game three, you know, Dale and I had talked a, about a month or so ago about identifying lanes of fire and what's key and what's not and where to let it go. And around game three... I had actually started seeing those and knowing that, okay, they just moved there. That doesn't mean anything. I'm not worried about that. This is what I'm worried about. And actually seeing those moves started registering in my head. 
and I'm you know going back and reviewing some of my notes in the, the tournament game we had played before, and I'm like, okay, I identified those. I didn't do that in game three, but I did that in game one and two. Okay, and so I'm like, I'm like learning, and you know I can tell some of these games that like the end of round two, I'm like, okay, well I know what's going to happen in round three. These are the only choices they have, and here's what I can do to counter them. And I'm starting to see that, and I'm just like, wow, this feels really cool. This must be what it's like to be Dale. <laughs> well, I mean, it, and that just comes with experience and thinking about what what are the obvious paths or, you know, what's likely in these scenarios based off of what you've seen happen. So, yeah, and that then that is that is how it goes. And and it's not so much that you can see what happens, but you can force the opponent to do those what things. What you want him to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and that's totally starts, starting to see that. Yeah, and that can start with the units that you choose to play with and how you use them can force your opponent to behave in in a pattern that you recognize and can plan for. 100%. And that's exactly what I was starting to see. And now this was, you know, fortunately it was a clubmate, so it wasn't like complete hate. And he's just, my list hit exactly perfect how I had, could have dreamed it hitting. And he just was there and he's like, no, I mean, I made every play I had to make when I had to make it. You did. It, it, you just. It came down to I rolled the fives or better when I needed, and he was rolling twos and threes at right. the at the pivotal moment. And this so, was your shortest game as well, wasn't it, Pat? It was. <laughs> and so, Pat, I'm. It was. I'm going okay. to let you know that this this is not your final form. In that, <laughs> in that, the trick, the next trick is that finding a way to make those games last. And so that your opponent right. is having a good time. And, <laughs> and they get that best sportsman and, thing is what you're looking right, for. Right, and draw that out so that it's not just, I mean, you're playing at a level, and then the idea is that them coming out of it, their game improves because of of how you've played them. So it, and, and, that's, and so that's, for me, the best game is where you come out the, the back end of that game and both of you are better players for having played it. So Sure. Those are, are are fun games for me. And, and oddly enough, I think you just foreshadowed my fifth game, which we'll get into briefly here. All right. Cool. So, major win again. I'm sitting now on 65 points. Well done. Feeling pretty good going into game five. Right on. Okay. Cool. All right. So, did we cover Jeff's game four? We no, did not. not Let's cover Jeff. He sounds very upset about it, though. <laughs> I could remember. I'm like, this, this gets going. We're, we're a lot of games in this in this whole yeah, five. Crazy. It's this, so exhausting. Yeah, there's a lot of games. It's exhausting even just having to listen to it, not alone, let alone playing in it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. It is kind of exhausting. No, it's it. more exhausting to go into it. But I think I needed to change dice with Pat at this point right? since he's rolling, like hitting with everything. Right. I don't know. There's snafu, there snafu dice. And yeah, uh, that did not help me. Oh. He needed <laughs> well, new snafu dice. He needed to buy some uh, new ones. I went through all my snafu dice. I was also rolling my, uh, Sorry. my uh, paratrooper dice. So, yeah, it, it didn't matter. What Pegasus dice. dice. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, it, that didn't matter for me. Um, so this the fellow I'm playing is Neely. Um, Neely's cool, whatever, right? He's a bro. Uh, that being said, I don't think I would ever care to play this game of bolt action again, and I'll I'll let you know why in a minute. Um, but Neely's an excellent player. He beat Paul G earlier in the tournament. He beat Stents. He gave Stents his only loss. 
So the dude knows what he's doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, he's got an American. He's got an American list. He's got a, a seventy-five armed Sherman in it. Um, except it's not an American list because it's an Australian X and Y force list. I, have, I keep forgetting that because he's got uh, two universal carriers, one of which is his armored car one, and the Sherman and like the special Australian dudes and a, a unit of the native fighter guys. Mm-hmm. All this extra shit, but none of this matters for how this game's played. Sure, right, okay. <laughs> so it's meeting engagement, so it's order dice kills, right? He sets up, uh, he sees all the Neville Warfers, there's grumbling, whatever, you know. I, I know I'm going to get grumbling when I bring Neville yep. Warfers, it's fine. You gotta own that shit, right? We're playing on the desert board that's got, like, it's voted the best board of the place, right? So it's a gorgeous board. Um, he spent, he hid most of his guys when they deployed behind buildings, but there's just not enough. So those first couple turns, I could see a guy here or a bro there, and the Panzerwerfers were firing at them. Uh, I'm not getting a ton of hits, and the hits I'm getting, he's not failing the morale check if I kill most of the unit. So they're staying on the board. Yeah, he's hanging which around. Which sucks, because okay. he's hanging around, right? So like, I'm not getting the order dice out of it. Uh, he's using the universal carriers to shoot at one of my Nebelwerfer teams, the ground, you know, the, the regular Nebelwerfer, the inexperienced Nebelwerfer team. So it's dying. So I'm mostly I'm just going down with those units to try it so they don't get hit. Sure. Because they're taking a lot of machine gun fire. Mm. At which point it's like he kept hiding behind the buildings. Most of his stuff hasn't moved with six inches away from his table edge at this point by like mid-game. And I was like, fine, I'll, I'll come to you then. So I start pushing up the right side. I start pushing up the left side with whatever I have. He's pushed the Sherman up, but that's it. Uh, eventually the Sherman... The Sherman gets eaten by Panzerfaust, spoiler alert, towards the end of the game, but that's pretty pretty late in the game. Um, the only the real exciting part here is that he drives that damn armored car up on top of a hill to try and kill my lieutenant for an order dice, and I go down, and the next turn I assault his armored personnel carrier with my single lieutenant, but I can't kill it either. Yeah. But I do finally get it with some some Panzerfaust, which is nice. But he also leaves an empty, he tries, he drives the empty transport up for the same tactic to try and kill that lieutenant, forgetting that at the end of the turn, that transport's dead because he's got nothing near it. So I was like, thank you for the pre-order dice, that's cool, right? <laughs> but, you know, I'm mid, by, the, by the end of the game, I have stuff in kind of a crescent over th- most of that table. Sure. But he hadn't. He hadn't figured out that he needed to come up if he was going to take a couple more dice off me to get a major. He's ahead in dice, but not enough to get a win. Okay. Right? Because he's been hiding for the whole game. So he's playing for the draw, or he thinks he's going to take just enough dice off me to get the win and call it. And I'm kind of like, well, we're going to keep playing here because I know he's going to lose that transport. And there's a chance if any one of my Nebelwerfers ever hit, I'm going to get dice back off of that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So... Game ends up, he's ahead by, I think, three dice, but it's or two or three dice, but it's still a draw. He's playing, totally he's, <laughs> he's playing an Australian X and Y. I'm going to give you marks on theming. I mean, you know, yeah. it's a theme list, right? And he wasn't, yeah. you know, he might not be like, it wasn't my favorite game, but it wasn't, it was, certainly wasn't the worst game of bolt action I ever played. He got nice neutral scores. It's, he would have got that no matter what. Yeah. You know? yeah. Good call. Yeah, it's cool. I get it. <laughs> I get so it. So how many points yeah. are you sitting at after four? Uh, so that's 50 coming into the day and a 10 because it's a push on a draw, so 60. Okay. Still still within shooting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. My theory about playing on the axis side was starting to pan out. 
<laughs> All right. So let's go through round five. So this is well in Pat, where are you sitting? You're sitting you're sitting pretty I'm sitting sweet I'm sitting right at sixty five points. Yeah, you're sitting at the top of the top of the stack pretty much. I'm sitting at half to major win and, and, and I'm I've got a chance. Which is yeah. a, a now, rare place for me to be at. Sure. Now just because I get to needle Pat a little bit here, were you pl- sitting at sixty five Pat or were you sitting at four playing a player with forty five? Uh so if you want to bring that discrepancy up right now, I so, do. Oh, so shit, my opponent, a, uh, jerk. <laughs> it's going to help explain your game. Is yes. what I'm. Is what well, I'm saying. Well, actually, yes and no, because the the opponent I played in game five was still at fifty five points, so okay, not that far out of the realm. Um, but so Matt had written down the scores incorrectly, and the TO his score straight sheet was down first. And so he recorded it, recorded his soft scores, then grabbed mine, didn't double-check them, and recorded my soft scores and moved on from that. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this a little further at the end of it, but uh, whether that changed the matchup or not, whether that changed the result or not, I can't say. I can't play that guessing game. If no. I had gotten the opponent that I was supposed to have gotten, based on the rest of the list out there, I don't think that would have made much of a difference. No, honestly. You, would, you would have gotten Ed, and I think you would have won that game. Based on having seen his list and how he played against Matt. Dude, bro, I played against his list. You would have won that game. Um, <laughs> just, just, just walking by his table, I saw him incorrectly playing the rules. We'll just put it that way. And Matt didn't know enough to stop it. Are we talking our clubmate, Matt? Yes, we are. Okay. All right. So, you know, so if you are in a woods and you charge out of the woods, it's simultaneous. It's not you get to charge and that's it when you're doing close combat. Yep, correct. If you are ever leaving something that grants you cover from being shot at, you must always consider those to be at simultaneous. Right. That's, and he, I saw that two different times. And, okay, so here's, here's the difference between club game, tournament game. You know, you don't interrupt other players' games. It's up to both of those opponents to know what's going on and play yep. them as they do. Yep. You don't, as a non-judge, step in and go, whoa, hang on, that's not correct. Even if they ask you, you just go, you know what, you can only ask the TO about those type of rule interpretations or look it up yep. yourself. You can't do that. And I can't control what the te- what the matchups are. I can only control the opponent that's put in front of me and play that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. That's Seems right. reasonable. So, the other thing I want to point out, too, is if you roll a dice accept a result and roll another dice you can't then go back to say oh you know what they had this rule I should have done this instead too late you've already made another dice roll that's your own fault that's a a pet peeve of mine too you You have to move on from that you can't go back club game absolutely you're there to play to have fun and you know play the best thing and if your opponent reminds you hey you know what you should have done this if it's club game great if it's tournament game if your opponent's doing that, then they're being a great opponent. Dale will do that, I'm sure. They're, they're, they're like, hey, remind you, just to let you know that. But you've already started moving a unit based on a result if you just did in a dice roll, and you've rolled another dice on top of that. You can't go back two rolls and remove stuff. That's that You can't do that in a tournament game. That's yeah. not acceptable. Yeah. Now, and I agree with you. And to be fair, to be fair on that, on that coming out of cover roll, that's confusing. I mean, we had a whole podcast rules yes. discussion about that to figure that out because the rules are very effing confusing, right? They are. And, like, sometimes sometimes I talk that over with my opponents, and I'm like, now we're going to play it this way, right, because that's the way it's written, and I make sure before the game starts because that's a very, very easy rule to be to make a mistake on. Yeah, so, totally. You know. Okay. So, under round five then, right? All right, let's yeah. let's hear how this wraps so up. So this 
this this was a double envelopment, not one of my favorite ones, but it's Josh, so he likes to tweak his stuff just oh, a little Christ. bit. So normally double envelopment, you get points for moving <laughs> your guys off, yeah. okay. but he kind of took that out to you're only getting one point for moving guys off, but you're getting three points for sitting in their deployment zone. So he wants you to stick around and keep fighting. He doesn't want you to leave the fights and get points. That's kind of cool. Which, which is actually kind of nice because otherwise that, that can be a very lame scenario. So in, in this one in particular, not only could it go to a possible turn seven, it could also go to a possible turn eight. Interesting. Okay. So, you know, fifth round for all the marbles and whatnot and, you know, et cetera. So that's that's kind of the difference he had. And it, I'm like, that's pretty cool. It, whatever. That's, that's fine by me. I got no problem with that. Okay. So for, for my fifth roll, I get this Soviet player who, like I mentioned before, I mean, he's sitting at 55 points or 55 or he's within 55 or 60. I forget. He's got three wins for sure. I don't remember if they were minor, major minors or what they were, but, you know, he's... He's got a he's got a no slouch Russian list Soviet we like to call it apparently uh, he's got a so he's got an inexperienced junior lieutenant it's a single platoon uh, he's got uh, assault engineers he's got you know he's got so he's got a flamethrower in there he's got a freaking medic assault engineers he's got a flamethrower in there he's got a bunch of he's got a bunch of Panzerfaust and a couple different units he's got the free squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a BA-3-6. Not sure why I didn't take the BA-10, but it's still good. He's got a ZIS-3, which is an awesome gun, which is a problem for me. Sniper, and he's also got some some veterans in freaking body armor. Hmm. And so now, here's the interesting thing. So the body armor rule is kind of quirky in the way they word it. So they actually say the body armor rule, and I think we covered this in the Soviet episode. But So against small arms fire... Which is up to including mini machine guns. They get wounded. So they're veterans. They get wounded on one better or one worse. So they're getting wounded on sixes instead of fives. Yep. And they word it goofy because they say against HE, the HE counts as one less. So it's technically uh, the same thing, but they say it two different ways. Mm. Right? Sure. So they're still vets, so they're wounded on fives, but the HE doesn't count as, like, say, plus two. It counts as plus one, but they're still wounded on fives, which is kind of the same thing as saying they get wounded on sixes instead of fives against small arms fires. Like, I don't know why they had to word it that way, but but they did. And that caused a little confusion for them for a couple minutes until I pointed out the fact that they're saying the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just saying it from two separate directions. He's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah... Gaming rules have to be kind of cagey and goofy, I guess. Was it? Is it kind of because they have penetration on an HE round? Yeah. Mike, like, yeah. so you don't have to like sit there and do weird math. I don't know. It seems odd, but yeah. It's so, really it's the same thing. It's just a different way of saying it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bizarre, but okay. So that's what the so he's got one squad, and then you know uh, Jesse had talked to me between rounds or before that. He's like, yeah, he's got this. I mean, that's, that's he's got a tough list, and he kind of, you know, this, this, and I'm like, okay, sure, all right, that seems pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay attention to that. And so we start deploying and doing the game and playing it, and he's got a sniper, and he, like, he hits my 25-pounder and knocks off one guy. He's like, so they're moved then, right? And I said, um, it's an artillery unit, not a, not a team weapon, so mm-hmm. they just take the pin and the casualty. He's like, oh. Hmm. And then right away I'm like, Okay, well, we're going to see where this game goes. I moved my first Cromwell up with the first dice into some nice little woods. I think this was the same idle board Jeff had played on earlier with the little fish aquarium stuff and the, the Buddha temple in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was your game two or three on that one. Yeah. Uh, so I get my Cromwell sitting right in there in perfect position. Um, 
try and fire a shot to Zist 3, miss, put some pins on another on the, the guys with the body armor. I couldn't kill anyone because I didn't roll any sixes. Uh, and then he fires the Zist 3 and immobilizes, but doesn't turret jam my crown wall. And I'm like, I'm pretty much sitting where I want to be, so that's fine by me. That, that works out well. By the way, this is the first time one of my crown walls had taken, taken damage. Mm-hmm. And then I indirect fire my 25-pounder onto a Zist 3, hit it, kill all three guys, remove it, and I'm like, okay, Cromwell's feeling a hell of a lot better now. And he starts moving some other stuff on the other side of the board. Um, he His sniper is still just... His sniper was very ineffective. So the entire game I had faced four snipers at this point, <laughs> and... Okay. The game with Matt, I had lost my um, artillery observer after he'd already called in the precision airstrike, apparently. And other than that, I have taken two pins, plus this casualty. So snipers, again, you know, I've put them in my list several times over, and they did, never did anything for me. And now they are paying me back by not really doing anything to me, as he's missing and rolling ones with this to hits, ones and twos, and I'm like, this, that's, I'm fine by that. That totally helps me out. Um... So on the right side, he's advancing, and I had some my in, my regular squad in the trees. They come out of ambush, which I put him on early in the game. They do some damage to one of his regulars moving up there. Uh, he brings the BA three six up. It puts some pins on those guys in there. Doesn't kill anyone yet. And then I move my Cromwell on turn two, miss against the BA three and put a pin on the sniper, which he shakes in the next round, misses again, and then turn three, I finally blow up the BA-3, and then start advancing on the rest of his troops. And on the other side, his body armor guys, I'm putting pins on. He's got one flamethrower unit that is sitting about seven inches in front of the Cromwell, and so naturally, I've got an open shot, I put the main weapon on them, and he's like, they stay up. I'm like, Ooh. Really? You know it's a two-inch HE, right? He's like, nope, I'll stay up. I'm like, okay, fine. So I hit, kill a bunch of them, put three pins on them, so they're sitting on five pins, and hmm. I'm like, that's a good spot for them to be. Uh, I move some of my other, uh, my full squad of veterans, puts more pins in that unit, so they're sitting at six, and I'm feeling happy about that, haven't killed any of them. But he tries to then just advance with them with six pins, and I'm like... He's got the inexperienced second lieutenant behind them, okay, but still five on vets is pretty unlikely, and he misses it, and they go down. I'm like, all right, great by me. I eventually uh, charge that unit with my veteran squad, eliminate them, leave myself exposed to the body armor guys, but they only move six inches because of the body armor, and I know I'm an eight and a half or so behind, so I know he can't countercharge me. All he can do is shoot at me, which he does. And he kills, like, a guy, put a pin on there, and then the Cromwell starts, the Cromwell on the right side starts creeping up and crushing the rest of his right flank, and by the top of turn five, he looks at me and goes, you're just playing at such a level I'm not, I can't deal with right now, I don't think I can do anything, we're done. And I'm like... Wow. So... I mean, he had, he had four order dice left, and I hadn't taken, I hadn't lost one. So you have the medic, okay. one one unit, three guys left, one unit, three guys left, and a sniper, and that was like it. Okay. So, hour and forty five minutes, major victory. I'm sitting at eighty five points and feeling pretty good about things. 
Yeah, at that point level, certainly. And, you know, and then, you know, so he gets down to deployment, and he's, like, looking at me, and he's like, did I make a bunch of mistakes? I go, we'll, we'll talk about this after the game. <laughs> <laughs> so we did go back, and I did talk him through all the decisions he had made and what he did in deployment. I mean, he really grouped up everything. I said, you had to look at my list, and he saw that I had, you know, four two-inch HE, and I even gave him one of the snafu rulers and pointed out, you know, this is one-inch side. You want to kind of keep those guys spaced out so you're minimizing the damage. And, again, when you have your guys in the ZIS-3, you need to be two inches from the breach and then cohesion with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want to keep those spread up. So when I hit you with that HE shell, I wasn't hitting all three guys. I was only hitting two. And then at least you're rolling to stay on the table instead of losing all three guys. And then you've got the, you know, for the motherland, that extra chance of sticking in there. And just that ZIS-3 sitting in there, even with pinned and down one guy, is still a serious threat I have to deal with. He's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And he, you know, has a... He came from so where he got his three wins. I don't know what kind of points he faced before that, mm-hmm. but he had a, he had a tough list. I mean, it was he had good selection in it. He just you know kind of lacked execution, so he kind of talked through it in a little bit. And he's like, "Okay, great, good. thanks." And so you know, I think he learned a lot from the game. And he was just like really excited about it. Talked to him about Operation Snafu. Said, "You know, you know, listen to our podcast. We kind of go through this kind of stuff, and we kind of give some hints and strategies." And he's like, "That sounds really good. I want to do that." I'm like. Okay, so you don't hate me. Cool, I feel better about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. and go down. That's the important part. And and go down. Go down. If some, go for down. Christ's sake, if someone's shooting HE at you, go the hell down. Go down. It's you a super to. valuable response. Wait yep. for your order dice opportunity to pop up in a later round, but go down in the meantime. You're going to have the casualties. The pins, pins be damned. You're going to have the casualties. You just have to yeah. do that. Plus, it's so much tougher to hit you if you're down. Give yourself sure. a chance if in the had, next round. If he had gone down, I would have missed those shots. I mean, I'm like, I hit you on threes. You sure don't want to go down? <laughs> nope, I'm going to stay up. I'm like, eh, okay. Yep. So, Nice job, Pat. Really well done. So I'm sitting pretty good. Yeah. All right. So, Jeff, your last round? Uh, my last round, I, I've told people this before, my last round was exactly where I wanted to be at this tournament, which is playing John F. and Stentz in the last round. Oh, interesting. Cool. Okay. And whoever wins our game is probably going to get best access player. Okay. So it's like I'm right where I want to be. So you're, you're sitting in a pretty good spot, as, yep. as obviously John is too. Yeah. Interesting. Were either of you even in the running for overall, did you think? Uh unlikely. He had a he had a minor loss and I had a push, so I don't think so. Okay. Not with not the way Pat's rolling over people, so no. <laughs> okay. All right. No, not a chance. Okay. Interesting. I don't I don't think. So Well, I mean I don't we'll get into it in a second. But anyway, all right. Yeah. Okay. So it's so yeah, it's double envelopment. I'm playing stents, it's on Stents' board. Oh, of course. Which is, always, Great. which is always one of those things where I was like, well, he knows this board better than me, but whatever, you know. Was, well, which, board actually, did, which, which board did he bring down? Was it his winter board? He had, he brought two. He brought his winter board and he brought that city board that's got kind of the oval plaza in the middle with the foreground buildings on it. Okay. And a couple foreground buildings around the perimeter of the roads. We're, okay. we're, um, we're talking about Stents and his boards. Um, I don't know that I've ever played on any of my boards. Have you guys played on your boards often enough to have an advantage? Just the no. one against Dave. 
Well, that was more because you set it up. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even realize that was going to be playing on it. When I, set it up. I think so I kind of had yeah, a static. I think up. that John's advantage is that he's really good. <laughs> not so much. I think the, John's advantage is that he's an excellent. Player. That's yeah, usually, not so that's much. Usually that's usually his excellent. advantage. He's got a home field advantage. No, it's the home field advantage. It's not doing anything other than the fact that like he's comfortable with it right. and he knows what everything's going to be. He's not. It's not really that big an advantage. <laughs> it's just I don't get any he's, advantage. He's yeah. not. Of it. He's not gawking at it because he sees it every. You know, he can pull right. it out of the closet anytime he wants. Right. Whereas we're all like, ooh, this is a really cool board all the time. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's it's like Hoosiers. The the, the hoop's 10 foot up, man. It's <laughs> it's same, same court. It's, just, it's the same thing for everyone. Same yeah. court. But, oh, right. But it also doesn't help because he's just, you know, any right. tiny edge you can get with stents you need. Uh, sure. Agreed. So, agreed. So, so when I'm talking about, you know, back in the last uh, tournament when I'm talking with John, he's like, here's the way we usually play this board. I'm like, oh, shit. You know? So he's already got a preset mind, so I automatically want to like change some of those conceptions, whether it's to my favor or not. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, if you always play it this way, I want to do something different about it, just to just to give myself an edge back. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So which it, is which is a fine thing to do. We went we went through all the training on the board. We agreed on everything. We're like, screw it, let's just play it that way. You know, as long as we're as long as we're on the same page, I don't care because then we know, you know, if it's all going to be the same, it's cool. Sure. Yeah. So. So I won the roll on this one. I picked the more open side of the table, thinking I would get the Neville Werfers to be able to fire when he tried to get up into my deployment zone, which is first error on my part because I forget that Stence is a lot cagier of a player, right? He's not going to make a mistake. He's not going to push something out in the open. Right. Any morning right? he has that's, to, yep. Any morning he has to, and that's and that's my first mistake there. And it's like, you know, two turns in, I was like, that was a bad decision, already but whatever we're gonna to have to deal with it so um i had the neville warfer the two neville warfers towards the center the panzer warfers spread out to either side for angles because i needed to be able to see around that giant ass oval in the center of the table there's a lot of line of sight blocking terrain again which is good i mean you should have that on a table but it makes the neville warfers life kind of rough yep mm. um he brought a unit up he was bringing one of the k squad guys up the guys with the tough fighter fanatics smg squads up and he had an observer in a building, and I was like, I can't not take that shot. It's the only shot I'm going to get where I'm ever rolling for two units. Yep. Fire at it. And I was like, which, he's like, which one you want to do first, the building or the guys? And I was like, I'll do the building because that's what I'm targeting. I roll the six on the building. And I was like, sweet, yeah, I killed your observer. And I was like, I really wish I would have got that six on the troops, not the building, because mm-hmm. that would have helped immensely, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I had moved a Grenadier squad up because originally my intention had been to assault the Observer in that building and take the hard cover from him with the Grenadiers. Sure. Um, but, of course, then I killed the bro in the building, and it's like, well, shit. <laughs> and then he pulled the right dice, and I got pinned down out in the road, and it's like, those guys are dead. Mm-hmm. And and they died. The, the SMG squad came up and just shot them to pieces. Down yeah, or not, the, when you're the, when you're throwing 20 dice, down or not, there's nothing safe. Yeah, you're just yeah, trying that, to that, hang on as long as you can. Yeah, SMGs yeah, at which close is, range really hurt a lot. Really brutal. Yeah. Yep. yep. And so my security squad for ha- my Neville Warfers on the left side was gone, which is bad. So I decided at that point I was riding off the left side of the board, and I tried to move up the right. So I brought some Broy- the Brandenburgers and some guys in on the right. Um, mostly there's not any targets. We're not really killing a lot of each other at that point after that squad, but he's steadily moving up. He's steadily moving up. His sniper's picking off stuff here and there, you know. He gets one of the Neville Werfer teams down. And then it's, he, um, I brought my friggin' motorcycle on the board, right? 
And it's like, this may be a bad decision, but I want, he's got nothing guarding his lighter howitzer or his um, medium or his heavy mortar in the center back of his board. And it's all roads, a big circular road to get around there. That bike is crazy maneuverable and it's going to be able to move really damn far. That's such a good unit. It really is. It is. And I was like, I've got to take the chance here to zip up and try and gun down one of those two units mm-hmm. just to buy me some space. Six dice on that like, guy? Right. And I'm yeah. like, it's probably going to die. Not a lot of points either. I'm willing, to make, 40 points. I'm willing to make that trade. I zip it up the table on the left side there on the road. It stops. It shoots. It hits. It puts some pins on some stuff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And he fires that BT-42 at it. And I was like, okay, here it goes. He hits <sighs> it. He, he penetrates it, which he should. And he effing rolled immobilized. Oof. <laughs> of all the things he could have rolled, Ouch. that's the one that's going to kill me. Because then he just very intelligently ignores that damn bike the rest of the game. Yeah. So it's making a six-inch bubble where I can't fire the Nebelwerfers. Oh, shoot. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, son of a bitch. Of all the rolls you could have got, I was perfectly did, did, did willing to lose it. Did you dance a jig on that one? No. 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 Stence okay. doesn't dance a jig for that. Not a chance. He, he's already <laughs> thinking about the dance after the jig. Yeah. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he doesn't have, yeah, he's way ahead of that. It's like, well, fudge. That's the only result that could have hurt me over there. Where's where the implode own unit result on that one? You need to. Right? Yeah, right. I needed that. And of course, you know, I mean, it, so it spends the rest of the game kind of spraying fire, but it, it never really gets to do anything other than provide a safe haven for his guys to be. Yeah, hey, at nice least it didn't have a right turret there. jam, right? No turret jam at all in it. It doesn't have a turret jam. Exactly. So worry yeah. about that. Yeah, that's not possible. And then it's by this point, I'm behind the eight ball. He's got three dice in. I've got none of his, and it's like, all right, I either have to get lucky on a move here, or this is just going to win. He's going to win this handy. Mm-hmm. So he had some tough fighters over on the right side. He had five of them, I think, left. And I was like, I have three. I have a full unit of grenadiers over there. I got my full unit of Brandenburgers, and I've got a lieutenant. And I was like, all right, this isn't the greatest odds, but it's fanatic tough fighters on fanatic tough fighters. I'm going to take the shot here with the Brandenburgers. I charge at him, and of course he gets to shoot on the way in, and he kills two of them. Oh, and I'm like, Fuck. yeah, that swings it right there. Yeah, yeah. and then and then it's the, the five order dice is the major win in this one. The five difference, yeah, that's huge. I mean, the other ones were like four, so this is like you know swing for the fences game, right? So that unit gets in there, it kills a bit. It kills, like, one, maybe two bros. They kill the unit back. Like, he wipes them out completely. Because everybody's a tough fighter, you know. So he's he's hitting and I'm not. That unit bounces and dies. And I was like, well, shit. Fine. I got no other choice. I send the Grenadiers in after him. Because I either have to kill that. If I don't kill that unit, I've already lost the game. Right? Yeah. Game's over. I was like, screw it. I'm going to send them in. And the fucking Grenadiers bounce, too. Oh, shoot. And I was like, yeah. well, there's two more. Already. That's two in our already. Yeah, nice. so he can call it but I did, I did kill a dude, so he's down to like two bros. And I was like, you know what? I've already lost this game, so now it's now it's just about fucking with it. So no, I sent it's the time. In. No, man, I sent the lieutenant in. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> lieutenant dies, too, but I think he was down to like one bro at least. But it doesn't mean anything, but I felt better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good it's that moral, you felt better. Moral victory at some point, yeah. But that's all yeah, it is. Yeah. He's kicking my ass at this point, and I know it, yeah. and he knows it. And he's like, you want to scoop? And I was like, no, man, we're going to keep playing this shit out till the game's over. Okay. And so I did get to teach him that an armored car, he took a shot with his anti-tank rifle at the armored car, and I was like, I'm going to recce, but I'm going to recce towards you into your deployment zone and turn a corner to be behind a building because I can do oh, that. Oh, there it is. You have to be out of line of sight. Yep. Okay. Or in cover. So I, that's the only way you can move closer, cover. I think. That's the only way you can or move in closer. Cover. So I did get to teach him something. 
which was cool. Okay. Nice. So and he's going to use yeah. that against one of us in an upcoming tournament. I'm well, sure. Thanks. And of course, <laughs> and he had a, and he had a question. He wanted to his squad on the left because I lost my security squad. You know, so there's nothing protecting that Panzerwerfer anymore. So he wants to assault that, and he's like, "Hey, you know, uh, when I was playing with Neely, he said you got to make a tank for your test for this." And I was like, "Well, do you have anti-tank grenades?" He's like, "Yeah, they all have tank hunter." And I was like, "Well, then no, you don't got to nope. make a test, bro." Yep. Nope. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, we popped open the rule book. I showed him. I was like, you got him. You don't have to make a test. Right. He's like, sweet. Automatically pass it. Yep. And he killed it. And I was like, well, yeah, you should. Not that sweet, you know? but thanks for that. <laughs> oh, I didn't care. It's like, right. you know, I, I knew I'd already lost, but I, I just made him play out the seven rounds because I don't fucking scoop. <laughs> nice. Way to stick it. Well, the idea is that things can change, shift. I've We've all played a game where it just totally went on its head, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had this, yeah, he had this in the. Uh, this is the first time I've gotten to play stents in a game, I think ever. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, we're gonna play the whole game, man. That's just how it's gonna be. Yeah, and I, I, I totally appreciate that. You know, I, I kind of wish that some of mine who had given up had had actually wanted to play the rest out because there was oh. a lot. It was like an hour of just sitting around waiting for nothing to do. I almost forgot towards the end of the game because this is like the highlight of the game for me as he's kicking my as he's pushing my shit in. Uh, I fired the Nebel, the Panzerwerfer, at his BT-42, dropped one in the top hatch, and killed it. Nice. Um, okay. I was the only one that killed his BT-42 all weekend. F that thing. <laughs> that's a good like, little Yay. tank, yeah. Yay. Right, because that's his tank, good. right? Yeah, it yeah. is. So with the plus medium the howitzer. medium howitzer. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's garbage. Here's, here's the thing. Stence is a, great, is a great player, and he knows to keep his stuff spread out. So I was never getting... I got one chance to roll two shots, and one of those was an observer, which I don't think he cared if I killed it, really. Mm-hmm. Realistically, yeah. does it cost him an order dice? Yeah. Stents doesn't make mistakes. He did, He made no mistakes in our game, and I did not play at his level, and I got my shit pushed in. Did and that's okay. You, did you notice the fact that his last order dice in almost every round, the last one or two, is always that tank? Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know it. He knows it. Yep. I knew exactly what the hell he was doing. It was great. Yeah, it, it's fun though. I learn a lot by getting my ass kicked by a good player. Yeah, if it's it's all about applying pressure, and so that's the idea, that's what I learned by getting my ass kicked by Dale. Yeah, the idea is that if if you want to force someone to do something with their impact pieces, you have to push them in that direction, put them under pressure in the point where they're afraid of not of losing that impact. So they have to take when they pull that dice, they have to act on it. Otherwise, they're going to lose it. If you never do that, then they can wait and sit on that to get the maximum impact out of that dice. Yeah, honestly, his impact players is that is that fucking that unit, all the guys of the SMGs, the fanatic, because I hit them with the Neville War for late in the game, killed half of them, but they're fanatics. They don't care. Right. right, that yeah, that's, that's his that's his power play. You know that BT forty two is nice and all, but it that did I don't think that did a damn thing for him the whole game, except soak some fire. Because I never went down to it shots either. It's indirect, man. It's got to roll six to hit me too. I'm not going down to that shit. <laughs> but that unit of all those bros with SMGs that are fanatics, that's his winner unit. Yeah, which is why you want to double up on those if you can. If you can have multiple high impact units, then yep, you know. Yep, yeah. like, it's a, like two it's, Cromwells. It's a very solid list. Yeah, yes, that's exactly right. Two Cromwells, two Shermans. Those are multiple high impact yeah. units. Scary, those are great scary units. people. Don't Someone, again, you know, you can, folks, you can ignore a tank, but you can't two, two. Yeah. you can't ignore two. You have you to definitely cannot yeah. ignore. Which is yeah, why you should yeah, always have at least yep. at least two order dice that can deal with tanks. 
At least yes. nine Panzerfausts, yes. And well, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, and let me tell you something: Nebelwerfers and Panzerwerfers. Everyone's like, "Oh, rabble, rabble, rabble." It's like it's all psychological, right? Yeah. Well, you know that's what keep, they were. If you keep your shit spread out, they don't really do anything more than a heavy mortar would do. Mm-hmm. Right. You just have right? a couple more heavy mortars than you would normally. Yeah. Have. If people yeah. keep, if people don't lose their shit, they're not that effective. Right. And Stence is not a guy that's going to lose his shit. No, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't care what you bring. He's like, I'm going to play my game, right. and he's gonna. You're gonna. You might have a nasty list, but he's never. It's never bothered him before. No, yeah. not know. that he doesn't put together fluffy bunny lists. No, no. his list was fucking tough. His as lists nails, are, dude. His lists are tough as nails. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing really wrong good, with that. Really good selections. Really yeah. good play. Nothing wrong. Yeah. With that. If I could have my flame hetzer, I'd have felt a lot better about our game because that's the kind of list I can take with my flame hetzer. But I can't. Yeah. You know, not allowed. Yeah. Warfers. No. And the thing is, is that Werfer list would be awesome against a Russian horde or a Japanese horde, which I saw a lot of last year. Mm-hmm. But they weren't there this right? year. They weren't there this year. Yeah. No, the Russian lists were, were just like veteran tough units. Yep. No, they no were, gases. Were, no gases. Other than one no, Jesse brought. No. Which apparently did jack all for him. Yeah. Well, against all veterans, it's not nearly as good. No, it's not nearly as good. Nope. Interesting. I'm very intrigued so, by that because I feel like the meta shifted. I, I don't like out of nowhere like it really seemed to have yeah i may have done that a little bit <laughs> you helped it it definitely helped shift it well you're going to shift it for next year we're going to see all kinds of f and two tanks right next year. i'm yeah. after 12 panzer Foss next year <laughs> bring, I'm, gonna bring, I'm gonna bring six ampule ampulomets yeah that, that won't do shit it's like bringing do four. those do those range in rick because i'm telling you if you're relying on rolling sixes no to you're hit, rolling you're rely relying on, on sixes to hit then you get don't, six of them. oh i don't know. roll it's, it's, don't do not rely on that because oh, let me tell you what i would rock that all day long it's still got two it's still got two medium howitzers it's still got all sorts of okay things. okay you got other stuff <laughs> yeah, there's plenty okay. of other there's two flamethrowers i'm rolling eight dice i just need a couple to come up sixes yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i'm playing there a game go. i'm playing I'm, a game yeah you think that uh, i'm rolling four nebelwerfers you think i'd get some sixes in there yeah, in those last like, games i didn't yeah no I couldn't fucking buy a six when I needed. Yeah, it. but the ampulets are are much less expensive than right. Your that does they're forty. They're forty that points a pop. Yeah, you can afford to that have six help. of them and not feel like. And they're taking your anti tank slots. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, which no one's using anyway. Right, but so anyway, enough about that. So we've we've now seen that Pat played a very good tournament. Jeff, you played a great tournament too. Well done, so, guys. Yeah, well, very well Thanks. done. Yeah, it's fun. So let's talk about the results. Uh, so, so who won? So who the won results that? came in the, via the general announcement, <laughs> and John Stentz was announced as the best Allied player. Axis, Axis, Paul was was the best sports. Did you get that yeah. one? Paul, yeah, Paul, so G. Get, Paul G. Paul G. grabbed the best sports. What? Uh, what world is? Paul's the, the grumpiest dude. No, no, I'm like Paul. Apparently, there was there was two people who scored perfect scores, and Paul had more battle points than whoever else. That's also scored a perfect. That score. is awesome that Paul won best sports. Well I done, did Paul. not know that. Yeah, yeah well, well done, done, John. By the way, as well, he only yeah. kind of looks grumpy. So, and the best ally went to Dexter, who Jesse had played, okay. and then the best overall went to Ed. Nice. And then Ed and I had been talking, and I knew that him and I were. Had, were tied for battle points, and so I'm like, "Well, he must have beat soft scores." But then I also remember I had talked to Dexter, and he was 15 points behind me, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, hey Josh, 
well, what, what happened here? What's going on with the soft scores? Well, and it turned out, and he went back to it. He's like, oh, no, you had this. I said, uh, no, because I had 85 battle points. I had the same as Ed did. He's like, well, that's not what I have you down for. I'm like, well, what happened? Let's look through this. And it turned out that Matt had run down the wrong score. Matt had given himself 20 for the round. I had gotten zero. And then you flip that around, and he goes, based on the soft scores, I had won best overall by one point. Oosh. All right. Okay. Congratulations. So, yeah. so he was able to correct the wrong, and Ed was kind of like a little cheesed off to begin, but then kind of yeah. accepted things. And Josh, to his credit, gave Ed a, you know the second place prize cash money out of his pocket wow. and said, I'm going to order you a plaque, and I'll send it out to you because Dexter had gotten scarce at this point, even though Dexter came back later. Uh, but apparently was allowed to keep that award. So... You know, uh, I went ahead and Al Gordon demanded a recount, <laughs> and rightfully so because I, I I knew I was sitting there for points. I'm like, wait a minute, I had the same as him. I can understand if I lost, but then why didn't I get the best allied? Yeah, you know, I should have had something. And he's like, no, you got mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, outstanding. Congratulations. And thank you very much. I, I, it was awesome. It was nice to actually win one of these things after getting so close many different times. Yeah, feels cool. Yeah, and then. Oh. Uh, you know, to our clubmates credit, there's also a, a, a club trophy. So we had several clubmates, uh both Paul and John were in that as well as obviously Jeff was and the other guys we brought down. Jesse. <coughs> Jason as well. Yeah, Matt. And Ian who also showed up there too. And so we pulled all our club points and we had the most club points uh everyone, so we got this traveling trophy. Uh, not quite Stanley Cup stature, but in bolt action world, probably close it's, to it. It's heavy. Club auto break. It's full. It's full of lead, and you guys have all drank from it already. Okay, got it. Well, it's got a granite base, and okay. I can tell you that it does leak. But yes, we did all drink from it, and so we get we have to bring it back next year, which he's kind of obviously we're going to go back next year. There's no doubt about that, and oh, yeah. then we will win it again and bring it back home to Minneapolis again. So. <laughs> Will we not? We'll have Dale and Rick too. So, well, if they're well, you know, I'm, that won't make things better for me. I'm all right being mercenary. If any clubs want to, maybe you know, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not below taking nice. little cash to kind of jump sides, but <laughs> no, throw, throw a club auto break all the way. Yes, yeah. I'll be happy that to awesome. keep to it defend. the club, bring the hardware back to Minneapolis. Let's do that. <laughs> um, and you'll recall that John Stentz is actually like a. a, a, a pilot member of auto break and paul was also not a break so they signed up with us too 100 percent. yep they were both yep. from the very old days right from the starts when it yep. was oh, fourth shoot. edition yep when it was fourth third fourth edition warhammer yeah both and they'd of them be over more often if their geological differences weren't so they're, they're grand what? they're what geological geographical oh, okay. geographical no, you're go. trying to go for gynecological and i was like no <laughs> no no i think as it um, based off the back and forth of Facebook, I think it's more of a state thing than a club thing at this point. It so, sounds like it. Yeah, Minnesota. So it's where real bolt action is played. <laughs> I, I did not realize. I did not realize that yeah. Paul and John were part of. Well, I, I I'm aware that they were auto breakers. I didn't realize they had signed up as auto breakers this time. Awesome. Cool. So there you go. That was a uh, that was the bug eater. That's great cool time. Yeah. Uh, other than the drive to and from, it was an awesome time. Not that the drive was bad; it was just long. It, it it's worth it, long. though. It is worth yeah. it. Totally worth it. Yeah. So, 
And the whole state's club thing will continue at Operation Snafu, maybe even Operation Sting, which happens before Operation Snafu yes, over I've in Chicago some, or um, Illinois. I've seen some smack talk in multiple channels about who's taking what home where and what they think they're going to do. And, and a few other things. Yeah, take places, right. Yeah. yeah. And I don't I don't I don't see it leaving. I think it's going to stay here. Personally, yeah. I mean, I'm, I have confidence. All right. We're pretty awesome. <laughs> Some of us are. <laughs> and very humble as well. Yes. <laughs> Something about oh, speak softly and carry a big stick that we just never learned up here. We'll do our uh, best. We'll do our best. There we go. That's speak, you know, speak okay. loudly and carry a bigger stick. Or an Ember Warfare. Yeah. But if you've got a small stick, you got to just speak really loudly. It's just how yes. you use it. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> All right, All right, guys. Yeah. Sorry, this is a long one. It feels long. That's what she it feels, said. It feels long. Nah. So, yeah, find us on Snafu. Or, uh, Snafu. Wow. Find, find us on Snafu. Snafu. Find us on Snafu. Find us on this podcast. Figure, yeah, if you can find us somewhere, that'd be great. Um, no, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, soon to be other channels, maybe, hopefully. Check your emails. If anyone has any good ideas for a tank, pug in a tank costume for next pug fest, let me know. I would totally do it. Pug in a tank. Maybe you can purchase mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, a, How big is a pug? She's small. She's small. <laughs> uh, okay. a, a pugs are four. What? Yeah, a pug oh, hey. You're a pug. A pug How about a I like the pug warfer. I I would love to see a tauntaun pug tauntaun. Where I don't know how you would do that. That would be dead. Just have Han riding in. Yeah. I, I've seen a I've seen a pug bantha. Okay, that's what I've seen. You, yes. You put a ham solo on top of them. Oh man, I could see well, that. That's very. It's gotten late. Bad joke. Yeah, as as it has gotten very late, we will. I think we should just say call it a night at this point. Here, here. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Put a fork in us. We're done. Yep. All right, Dale. Drink some more water tonight. I've already. I'm down to about a liter of water. So okay, go to the bathroom then, and then drink some more. At least twice more. So yes. Okay, great. All right, and then Pat, you want to lead us out? This is Snafu. Over and out. All right, that boys. All right, good night. Later, all. See ya. There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin When the Yanks go marching in I want to be their boy Spread some joy when they take old Berlin There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin When the Brooklyn boys begin To take the joint apart And tear it down when they take old Berlin They're gonna start a row And show them how We paint the town back in Kokomo They're gonna take a hike Through Hitler's Reich And change that hile to what you know, Joe There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin When the Yanks go marching in You could never keep them happy down on the farm After they take Berlin a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. I want to be their boy, spread some joy when they take over Berlin. And may I join you? There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Brooklyn boys begin to take the joint apart and tear it down when they take over Berlin. They're going to start a row and show them how you paint the town back in. They're gonna take a hike 
through Hitler's Reich and change the Heil to give me some skin. There'll be a hot time in the town of Berlin when the Yanks go marching in. You're never gonna keep 'em happy down on the farm after they take Berlin. Bye. Someone marked that. Rick just left. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Uh, oh, stopped recording. Uh.